welcome back to the Rod Bend and Bastards podcast. Uh, I am your host, Greg, here with my co-host and fellow bastard, Mr. Nick Phelps. What's Total going on, bastard. Buddy? Yeah, I'm back. Yeah. Uh, dude, can you believe this? This is uh, episode two, and I'm kind of excited because we have a guest. Yeah, and it feels like we've been doing this for, you know, a week. A week. I, it's it's crazy to think, you know, it's just, it's so natural at this point. It just seems like it's a, you know, long-term uh, over a week or or whatever it is at this point. So, I think what makes it more natural is the drinking. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that uh, definitely helps. So um, I'm very excited for this week. Um, I think that are you excited for the week or are you excited for tomorrow? Because um, we're making a little trip tomorrow. We are. We are. You know, I will be excited when I get there and I'm awake. Yeah. Um, but leading up to that, not so much. Yeah. Uh, we are. Uh, we're going to take off tomorrow morning and go up. Uh, we're going to do a little trip up north and see if we can assume uh, some fresh chrome and grab a couple of steelhead out of uh, elk somewhere. Steelface. And uh, we'll see what happens. But I'm excited for today because we have a guest and it's not someone that I had to bribe or beg to come on here. Um, it's not a family wait, member. Wait, you didn't ask. He didn't ask you for money. No, he did not oh. ask me for money. Uh, it's not a family member. And he filled, filled up. If filled it, you could have asked for money. I wouldn't have paid you, but Greg would have. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> that feels that feels obligated to come on here. But um so tonight we are joined with a tournament director of the kayak keystone kayak bass series uh he is a stick on the water um i believe he is a teacher and he's just the all-around cool guy so let's welcome in uh mr ben lee what's going on dude Oh, uh, not much, man. Thanks, thanks for the intro. That was uh, that was cool. My my kids at school don't even give me an intro like that. Yeah, They're like ah, oh, oh, he's here. I'm like, oh no, can't you force them to do that though? Like that's uh, I should. Teacher, I should. He'd be like, listen, I require an introduction. You know, like Bob Barker or something. <laughs> you're walking, you're walking into the classroom. Music plays. Here's your host for the day and or teacher Ben. <laughs> we're gonna learn like, about I, uh like history or math or whatever the hell you talk about yeah that that would be great i, I want confetti toss in the shape of like fish and hooks and and all yeah. that good stuff you know every you day should, you should get your own like clap track for for school so like <laughs> when you walk in you just like press a button and, and just, that catch, would be like, awesome what the hell is wrong with this dude um, i'll have the uh the hulk hogan theme song as i walk in Oh, there you go. Um, so Ben, what, uh, before we kind of go, what, um, you teach in around the Pittsburgh area, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I am at, uh, Chartier's Valley. Uh, I'm at a middle school and, uh, I teach, uh, sixth grade, seventh grade and eighth grade mathematics. Oh, you're a, you're a numbers nerd. Okay. Yeah, one of those guys. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's my that's my sister in law. Actually, I believe she was a math teacher whenever she was teaching. So, um, but yeah, so welcome to the Rod Ben Ambassadors podcast. It's uh, like I said, it honestly, 
you know, all joking aside, I am very, you know, happy and honored to have a guest on here, considering this is literally episode number two. Nick and I, you know, had our fun on the first episode talking about ourselves. Um, but this is really cool to have someone on here. And, um, you know, hopefully we get into some really good fishing conversation, which uh, I know that we're going to because I've already had a lot of good fishing conversation with you. So, <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. You know, it's uh, it's it's fun to do this stuff, and uh, you know, talk about. Fi- I, I'll talk to anybody about fishing, and uh, yeah, it'll be nice to kind of. We we got a lot of a lot of good stuff brewing up for the series, and uh, doing some different stuff. So I'm excited. Nice. Um. So before we get too far into things, um, as Nick had previously mentioned, we're already uh. We're already rolling a little heavy right now. Uh, we just got back from having some uh, some wings. It was a couple it was beers. chicken wing night, you yeah. Know, and you're not gonna not have a couple drinks at chicken wing night. Actually, we didn't know we uh, went for drinks. Yeah, and it just happened to be chicken wing night. Yeah, so it's like, well, <laughs> while we're here, we're, yeah. <laughs> where uh, where where are the wings at right now, man? Where, uh, where's so a good I, spot in Western PA? Sidelines Barn Grill in Millville. Uh, um, nice. And again, just like the first episode, I know nobody's going to listen to this, but if um, we were to ever take on sponsors, like, fuck you, Strike King, we don't care about you, but just give me chicken wings from Sidelines Barn Grill in Millville. <laughs> we will build your business um, one chicken wing at a time. Yeah. Dude, chicken wings, uh, that's that's actually a pretty price to pay right now, by the way. So. It's gone down. It's yeah. gone down. Trust me. Like uh, a chubby fat ass like myself, like, I'm very, I'm not in tune with like the real world, but I'm very in tune with like chicken wing prices. And <laughs> before they were well over, like they were close to $2 a pop I know, per right? wing and not whole wings, like the half wings, they're back down. So wing night was like 10 bucks for a dozen. So it's under a dollar a wing, yeah. which is which is progress and it's progress I'd vote for. So whoever is running the platform for chicken wings, I guess next Tuesday, um, you have my vote, <laughs> but don't fucking stop at my house asking me to talk politics unless you have a chicken wing platform. <laughs> it's go. not going to happen. There we go. Uh, so um, actually we'll have two questions here. Uh, ben, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, so well, I just cracked. Yeah, milk. Uh, <laughs> is the, I cracked open a. Uh, it's called a late night pumpkin. Uh, it's from North Country Brew Company. Oh uh, uh, yeah, right Slippery Rock. Yeah, I've. Uh, I just had that one at the uh, corn crib that's up by my house. The little uh, market they put in uh, Freedom Farms. So yeah, yeah, I've yeah. had some North Country brews and they're yeah. all damn good. Um, they have that that pumpkin patch thing where yeah, they have, uh, yeah, they have like the bar in it, which is fantastic. Um, yep. Because uh, the baby mama said, like, we went to some other corn or pumpkin patch thing, um, and it sucked, and we just, you know, we did the thing. The kids loved it, of course, which is fine. That's what you go for anyway. But it's much better Yeah, when they have a bar. No. Not the pumpkin patch. Yeah. North, <laughs> much, much better. Yeah. North, uh, Freedom Farms is the right. They get a lot of uh, yeah, yeah. They get a lot of stuff in there, and I guess a uh, free promo here for Freedom Farms, but um uh everybody gets free promoted all the local places what you got going over there sir i don't even want to tell you i'm drinking a seltzer water oh yeah that's right but i switched i was drinking some like fancy ipas now i'm drinking 
I'm drinking the ranch water. You want to know why? It's because they don't give me the hangover. And if you're making me wake up at like four o'clock in the morning to go to Erie, to go to Erie, then I can't afford the hangover. Yeah, that's un- <laughs> that's understandable. Um, I am rocking a uh, Deschutes Fresh Squeeze IPA, which I thought I liked, but I'm actually I forgot that I'm not really a huge fan of these ones. So uh, just drink it, Nancy. Good on me for buying a case of it that will probably end up going to friends because I don't want to drink it myself. Um, so. Now that we, you know, housekeeping is all out of the way and, you know, all that kind of good fun stuff and everything. Um, we let's kind of get into all this stuff. So if you listen to the first episode, which I don't know if any people have. However, I will say we did have a little uptick over the past few days. Well, like, you said like 28 people. So yeah. We're like, yeah. We're, we're basically known across the country now. Yeah, we are. We are big. <laughs> we're, we're big time. Uh, but I will say, I think this may be a little bit of a, uh, a thank you to Ben is that we actually did have like a little uptick in the past couple of days. And I do thank you for kind of throwing it out there on some of the uh some of the pages and everything and um you know maybe trying to pull some people in here got a couple extra follows on instagram over the past day of uh people that i recognize from the the fishing series so thank you very much for that but um yeah let's let's get into this thing so as i said the first episode this was Nick's question. It was yeah. very much appreciated, and I liked it. So uh, yeah, I think yeah. it might be a staple. It was, just a, it was just an idea. Greg wanted to put it at the beginning. I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Sure, whatever. So really, this is kind of tongue in cheek. We're not inferring anything, but we want to know, Ben, why do you suck at fishing? Again, I'm not inferring <laughs> you suck, but like everybody's got a thing. So why, why, <laughs> sir, do you suck? at fishing the floor is yours all right all right that, that, that's a fair question um man you know what i i think if i had to, to boil it down to something that, you know if i'm having a good day and uh and it turns into a crap day or uh or any anywhere in between uh i would have to say uh i love big baits too much uh it's a problem it's a it, it's like a a blessing and a curse uh, I've caught some really, really big bass and, on big baits, and they've burned me too. And sure. uh, sometimes, sometimes when I when I fish tournaments, uh, I'm just looking for a reason to pull out a big bait, uh, just because I love throwing the big bait, and so, that'll burn you. I'm the opposite. I am I because I don't really fish tournaments, and so we can get into that more yeah. as we talk about your tournament. Um, who knows? Maybe I'll try it one day, but. I, I downsize and you know what, but I think there's a thing with that, you know, and I I've heard like other podcasts and other fisher men and anglers talk about that. It's like, you know, you have your standard size, but like you almost want to go one way or the other. Yeah. To be yeah, a little I, different, I you know, like you either, you're either upsizing, you're going big, you're going, you know, either for big fish or you're just downsizing just to try to get, you know, cause you've seen a lot, a lot of our lakes, they do have smaller baits too. You know, there there are certain lakes, depending on where you're at, that definitely have some like massive bluegill, but there's just some smaller, you know, like shad type things where they go after. So I, I tend to downsize more than anything. I do have a few bigger ones, but yeah, it's it's uh it's cool to hear like the dichotomy and you know, you're doing something a little yeah, really it's opposite like, of what know, I normally do. 
Yeah, it's 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 just a it's a philosophical thing, and you just right. kind of like roll with it. And sometimes, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not in it uh, to win a tournament. Sometimes my philosophy is like, hey, uh, I'm just gonna throw this drop shot and catch my limit super fast, so I can so you can in upsize. an hour, yeah. right? Yeah, so I can upsize and I can just throw it the rest of the day, and like right. I'm, I'm happy doing that it's not like uh it's not necessarily a winning pattern uh but it's just something because i i know that i just want to throw the big bait and see you know some of the lakes we go to uh are not lakes that that i tend to fish a lot and so i don't know a whole lot about them so sometimes i'm just trying to figure that lake out uh you know it's not a two-day or a three-day tournament where uh i have time to figure it out sometimes my practice is that day so like i just want to go catch fish real fast and then I throw the big stuff to see, like, hey, what does this lake have? And, and I think uh, that's it. Uh, for me, like, you kind of get a baseline for some of the downsides and, like, drop shot and things like that. You can kind of figure out, I I think at least, you're a little easier to figure out, like, where they are. Because um, you're probably going to have more yeah. chances of fish biting things. You're not, you know, in a tournament situation, they're probably not going to be winning fish. You're probably not going to get that big bass check out of it but you might yeah so we've and i mean we both now have like both of you have mentioned drop shot and i know that i have said this in like a couple videos and stuff they have on youtube and everything uh which yeah uh, check out greg lord outdoors on youtube for some very mediocre fishing videos but um i tend to use a a drop shot as as a search bait i mean it literally is something that i am comfortable working faster and i'm not talking about like power shotting and using you know like a half ounce weight and pulling you know some kind of bigger worm through the weeds and everything i'm talking about your standard eighth ounce quarter ounce drop shot and um that's some time consuming i love drop shot but that's some time consuming (laughs) yeah but like but i but what i'm saying is for it though is that i don't fish it slow like it's a bait that i actually can i feel comfortable using around stuff fishing it fast working it through stuff fast and everything to try to find you know that bite and then maybe work an area over with a little bit you know bigger baits and everything and see what happens but um you know, that being said, the uh, the tournament that I did fish besides the month long for the Keystone Bass Kayak Series, and we'll, you know, probably mention that a number of times throughout this. Uh, if I would have paid attention and measured my fish appropriately, um, yeah, I could have probably had a chance of tying only had like 12th place. Yeah, I probably well, no, I I finished in the, <laughs> and still not got a check. I finished top 10 <laughs> out of 25 guys, <laughs> top 10 out of 11, <laughs> yeah, which I feel comfortable with. But I had a chance to win some money on, on big fish that was actually, uh, at that point in time, that was the biggest fish I've ever, a largemouth I've ever caught in my life with, was off of a drop shot that. Um, I literally just cast it out beside a log. I laid it on the bottom. I took my water, you know, my, my rain jacket off because we were getting rained on that day out at, uh, Lake Arthur picked up my rod and all of a sudden it pulled back real hard. And I caught a really 
really nice large mouth and i yelled and screamed and i had a couple old guys in the john belt look at me like i was a goddamn idiot but um <laughs> you know, no fits but yeah yeah but, uh it was it was fun so so i know uh we kind of talked about this a little bit so you are uh you're a big you're a big big guy you said you know if i if you start talking too much about glide baits to just cut you off and everything so it sounds like <laughs> Sounds like that's something now, you're more in line with using. I got, I got to, I got to follow up. Like big bait, yeah. like define. Are you the guy who's, who will spend like hundreds of dollars on one bait, or do you just, you know, kind of go I've with? Never, I've never gone over two. I've never gone over two. Um, Don't worry, your wife. Two hundred. Your wife. Is not, your wife is not listening. I promise you that. So. <laughs> yeah, that's there's, still there's like... that's still a lot. That. <laughs> That would those, be, those are, you know, that's yeah. like, like me playing poker. Like I'm just here's two hundred dollars, just fucking take it from me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I will, I will get that thing jammed right up in a log. Yeah, <laughs> there, there are, there are a lot of great baits now under fifty. Um, there's even some good ones in that twenty to thirty range. Um, but they, they, you know. It depends how you want to use them and, and where you're, you're, you're chucking them. Um, you know, that's kind of what it comes down to. And, you know, we have a lot of shad lakes, but we also have a lot of bluegill perch lakes. So you, right, you have right. to, you have to kind of play, play that game a little bit and, and know what lake you're on, know what to throw. Um, you know, I haven't done it yet, but I know like, you know, Lake Wilhelm, I guarantee you if I went in there with like a 12 inch, gizzard shad i could probably pull something ridiculous i just haven't i haven't been there to do it yet um but i know it, it's on the list uh to right. do it because they they get some giant giant gizzards there and and the largemouth there are they are fed well they're yeah fed I've, very, very I've, well. I've caught some some nice ones there for sure you know but still using kind of downsized you know finesse yeah. techniques for myself but you know they're there obviously in different parts of the lake um i think last year you know we've been a couple times this year but yeah. to wilhelm but i think last year we were just at the stumps every time yeah i went yeah this year we explored the lake a little more and i was working more of some of the uh mid lake grass lines and, and things like that and still still had good days i think we were there really close to the spawn so um yeah I think in, in march or so at least one day yeah and we both had a pretty damn good day yeah up shallow just really anywhere yeah that was uh yeah. that that day actually was we fished for a while that was a there was a lot of cookie cutter but like two and a half pound cookie cutters like yeah. good size bass um you know not wall hangers but like you know still good good size caught a lot of them at that size so you're you're having fun and most of the time i think that's when i was you know we we're still just kind of throwing up and you could throw you know almost throw anything out yeah that i think that was actually one of the first times you took your bfs uh, it was i just out. i yeah, just yeah. got that yeah. new bfs yeah. and that was the time i learned that like i broke off the drop shot weight and i could i could throw a warm rubber warm weightless with that yeah and i was like yeah holy shit this, uh -huh. this is insane <laughs> yeah for sure so yeah, there's definitely some some giant uh fish in wilhelm and and uh and everywhere but uh that's that's like the uh the nature of the glide bait is like uh i'm naturally you know curious uh what are these fish doing where are they at 
Like you can read as much textbooks as you want. Be like, oh, this is where they should be. Uh, this is what they should be doing. But, you know, unless you're using like an active target or a live target, even with that, like you, you don't necessarily see fish. Right. But when you throw a big glide bait, did you see fish? Like you, are you getting they, followers then? Because I don't, yeah, like I don't, you, yeah. I have a few glide baits, but like it's not something I use regularly. So is that how you're keying in on them? Is it through? It's not through actual bites as much, maybe, but follows, and then you learn how. Like, okay, the fish are over here. I've seen some good fish. Maybe they're not committing, and then you change it up and do something else, or you yeah, so, just are you just sticking to that technique, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's if I don't know a lake, I'm, I'm throwing it to see to see what kind of caliber fish are in the lake, and then uh, you know, obviously, if I get a chance to to pre fish a lake uh, before a tournament. Um, you know, then I can actually see, all right, this, this area, I pulled fish up from this area, but those fish looked like they were like two pounders or three pounders, but they were just like super hungry. And this area over here, I mean, I pulled up like a five or a six. So like, you know, you kind of, you kind of pick your areas and, and now you have areas where like, you think you can get bigger bites and where you can get smaller bites. Um, you know, and if you're pre-fishing, you just take the hooks off the, the bait. And so like you get to see them and you don't have to catch them. So you're not sticking them. Yeah, that was uh, so, that is something I would never do. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm not gonna, no, yeah, if that fish is gonna bite it, I'm running in the boat. Yeah, I'm, be damned. Yeah, I'm fucking it. Actually, what's kind of funny is is the uh, the Take tournament. Yeah, the tournament I fished with uh, with the series this year out at uh, Lake Arthur. I pre-fished, so we our tournament was on Saturday, correct? I, be, I believe yes. it was Saturday. Yeah. So I pre-fished on Thursday and um, I went out and I, uh, I hooked a good one on a drop shot and um, like landed it the same as I would any other damn fish and took a picture and sent it to Nick. And he's like, I thought you were pre-fishing for a tournament. You're supposed to shake those things loose. And I was like, I don't care, man. It was a good one. I wanted a picture of it. I was just totally fucking with it because I would have done the same damn thing. Like, yeah, okay. It's we, you know, I guess if I got into tournaments, you know, kids and job and all that shit, I don't know if I have the time. I mean, it sounds interesting. That's why we're very happy to have you on to, to really talk to somebody who not only fishes them, but like is in to you know putting them on and, and the logistics behind it and things like that but you know maybe down the line i can get into some but i also feel like okay if i have time maybe i can fish two tournaments a year do i really want to go be a donor <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i really just talk to dudes who fish them i guess and then i'll just go i'll go fun fishing behind once i once i talk to you and figure out where the hell they are <laughs> uh, yeah hey that works man that works there's, there's nothing wrong with that at all uh-oh. So we we obviously have discussed uh we know that you are a tournament director we know that you're a stick uh I mean I know that you're a stick I've seen you with some of those big fancy checks in uh in pictures on Facebook and everything but like happy Gilmore checks yeah yeah like the 27 and a half dollars <laughs> yeah, the big the big old the big old it's fat ones them, baby. Yeah, you have to go. You have to go to the big banks. They only catch only the big banks cash the big checks. Um, I'll take I'll take that one now. Yeah, no, we send that to you in the mail. So, uh, I I kind of know some of like you know the the 
background detail on some stuff here with uh with ben in that um he got me turned on to uh, you i mean you consider connie at your home lake i i very much assume so is that correct yeah it's it, so i spent a lot of time up there uh we have a, a a cottage up there in the summertime you know teacher so my wife is a teacher so we're both off and so we we spend more days up there than we do back at home and um so it's you know it's definitely my home lake uh i always fish well on timey timey is like my best tournament lake uh okay. but is my favorite big bass lake okay so it kind of it leads into like what what got ben lee to the point where he's at currently in regards to your fishing uh career slash lifestyle i should say uh yeah, that's good i mean i've been doing the kayak deal man i started you should have seen the first kayak i started it was like uh my feet were hanging over the side like the whole time i was paddling and uh, i was like hey, i want to take a fishing ride with me and i started catching fish and that was probably i don't know 15 years ago somewhere in that 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 time frame and uh it just, I was hooked. I, I caught fish the first time I was out and I was like, man, this is so cool. We're, we're catching fish and like, they're right next to me. Like I get the, you know, it's like a, you almost have like a relationship with the fish. You feel like when you catch them in a the kayak, it's different than being in a boat, you know? And, did, um, good. I, did you, uh, did you boat fish prior to that? Like, I mean, I guess to say, like, I kind of brought up about you living, like knowing that you live up on, have the camp up on Conneaut and everything. Is it something where like, as a kid, were you going out on a boat and fishing or was this something that like, you know, just kind of, Oh, there we go. Uh, like where, you know, where were you even just prior to the kayak fishing game? Like what kind of, you know, have you fished since you were a kid? Like, was it something you started as an adult? Like kind of what's the, what's the backstory? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I've always fished, uh, ever since I was a kid, my dad was always taking me out. Uh, we were, we did a lot of trout fishing, uh, as a kid, tons of trout fishing. My dad, you know, was more into the, the trout deal. It wasn't anything else, and, now, and Connie. Just, have you always been Western? Have you always been Western PA guy? Yeah, always Western PA. Uh, I was so, actually born uh, up in Meadville, and then we we kind of moved down to south of Pittsburgh. So, so trout uh, fishing, yeah, hundred yeah, percent trout fishing is pretty much the 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 realm of existence. Whenever you're a kid, if you want to do fishing with your uh, with your old man, is kind of how it seems yeah. like. Yeah, and it was always like, oh, you only go in the days where they stock the trout. You know, like yeah, it was like yeah. uh, been that, there, that done that, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, that was uh, that was growing up, and then you know we would get out the only on the days water. I don't go fish now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the only days I, I literally opening season of trout. Yep, I'm sleeping in, buddy. <laughs> And, uh, and then after that, like, you know, Conneaut, you know, we did a lot of like water sports and stuff, but we, we would go out as a family, uh, on a pontoon boat and just, and, and that was like, I, I don't know if it like, uh, was a generational thing, but like, Hey, if you didn't have a Zebco 33 with a bobber and a worm, like you weren't cool. And, <laughs> uh, so like that was the deal. And, uh, that was the fishing I knew from a boat. So it wasn't a whole lot of, 
bass fishing. It was just catching. Like we're just trying to go out and catch stuff. It didn't matter yeah. what we were catching. We just wanted to go and, and feel the tug on the other end. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then as I got a little bit older, you know, post-college and, uh, I, like I said, I took that kayak out for the first time. I was like, man, this, this, there's something here. I was like, this is pretty sweet. And, um, ever since then it's been, uh, you know, upgrading kayaks and doing this to kayaks and, and, um, I mean, I'm, I'm sold, you know, I, I don't know that I would ever have a boat. I just, uh, I think a kayak does everything a boat can do and there's I, some stuff you can do better. I may have missed it while getting a beverage, but, uh, have you talked about what kind of kayak you currently have? No, that was actually going to be my question is what's, uh, yeah, what I'd, is, like, I'd like to know what's your evolution of kayaks. What is it? What uh, has it been? Um, so I, I've. I've had a lot of native watercrafts. Um, I've gone from um, Slayer 13 Propels to uh, Slayer Maxes, Titans. Uh, I currently right now have uh, a Titan 12, and I have uh, a Bonafide um, uh, 127. And I tell you what, I uh, the Bonafide, man... It's uh, it's like the jack of all trades. I don't know. I don't know that I'll you know be be jumping back in the Titan. I think that the Titan might be up for sale. Um, you have because, is it pedal drive bonafide the yeah. new one? Okay, so. no. I, so it's it's not the it's not the pedal drive bonafide. Okay, um, it's just the it's the paddle. But I have a motor on the back and I have a bow mount. Right, for, which for is basically. Uh, native anyway isn't it like the same drive the new yeah yeah it's the exact same uh bonafide native and um and crescent kayaks are all the same company okay yeah i know those have come a long way Uh, a pal of mine you know back in home in texas he's like he had his buddy had that he ended up getting from him i think one of the earlier natives yeah Um, he since moved on to home and he's like i fucking hated it it's like it's like they just took half a bicycle and just tried to fucking bolt it right inside of like a shitty kayak. And <laughs> yeah, I know they've come a long way. But, yeah. <laughs> but I was I was looking at that before I went, you know, full on with the autopilot. I was looking at the uh I guess the Nate the Slayer Max and kind of Titans too, just because you know, bigger guy, I wanted some more space, but you know, I was really for a while. I was sold on the Slayer Max when they first came out and just didn't have the money to pull the trigger at that time. So I waited and waited and finally just said, you know what, fuck it. I guess I'm just going to get a motor because basically at the end of the day, I wanted to put a motor on that thing anyway, if I was going to buy a Slayer Max. So yeah, here we I are. Mean, it's, yeah, it's motors are the way to go. I mean, I like pedals. I enjoy them, and but I always find myself in, in, in two positions. I'm either I'm on the water, and I want to travel as light as possible, and so I'll probably just be paddling. So the Bonafide works really well uh, in that scenario, and I'll be in shallow water. Or I'm on the opposite end, and I'm like, hey, I want to cover as much water as possible. I'm going to be out in the deep stuff, so I need my motor on. And the Bonafide works great in that situation. And so I'm just not taking my Titan out because I just keep, like I said, that, that Bonafide is like the, the jack of all trades. I can kind of put it in any situation and I don't yeah. have to to do a whole lot 
Um, if I had to paddle the Titan, you know, if I'm up really, really shallow, I'm going to be pulling that drive up and then the drive gets in the way. And then I'm going to paddle and dude, that thing does not paddle. I mean, it is a tank. I mean, it's awesome. I could do, you know, if I could do a backflip, I could do a backflip on it. Right. I can't do a backflip, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a floating dock. I mean, it is an awesome, it is probably the tankiest kayak you can get into. No doubt. And um, I, I kind of have the opposite. You know, I don't have a jack of all trades. I have the autopilot, which is the same thing. Yeah. If I was, you know, thin and fit enough to do any kind of gymna- gymnastics moves, I could probably do it on that damn thing. <laughs> uh, but I also, I kept my uh, Wilderness Systems ride, which is um, a great, like, little, like, shallow water river craft. Um, yes. I didn't sell it to buy the other thing. I kind of kept it as a beater. So if I'm taking it down some rocky rivers, you know, we we didn't do it this year, but like the last couple of years, we would try to do Kiski a couple of times and do some floats there, um, bashing it up against some rocks and shit like that. No big deal. You know, it's it's just you can't carry a ton on it, but it, it's great for that kind of situation. So I kind of have one for that and one for the other, you know, one's my lake craft and one's my shallow water river craft. And that's how I've kind of kept it. Maybe I'm sure I'll have some changes down the line you know i was talking to like some friends who were asking me what should i get for this and i was actually suggesting those like new crescent kayaks that came out you know paddle crafts yeah i mean i haven't really looked into those other than obviously some stuff that like you see on videos from like drew gregory and everything i I was was like who's that so goes out there with the fucking paddle (laughs) and like crushes everybody yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wins kbf nationals with like no electronics no nothing and three rods in the boat (laughs) it's like he like he will take a zebco out and like win a tournament yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) (laughs) um yeah it definitely I, I got my crescent kayak and my stupid rod. And that's all I need. That's all I need. So, yeah, it's, I know that um, the, and Ben, like I talked to you about it and everything. Like we had some messages going back and forth on Facebook and everything where, you know, uh, and this is actually, see, this is like professional podcasting. This is what we call a segue. So uh, I don't want to be professional. Yeah. It's time to stop right <laughs> yeah. now. There's nothing professional that needs to happen here. But like you and I have had conversation about that where it's like, I love, love, love my old town. It is, it has legitimately, I, I don't have any issue saying this and I know it's going to maybe sound sim- like silly to some people and everything, but it's like, silly. So yeah, funny. I know. But like, Silly boy. That kayak has made me a better angler. Like, it has allowed me to do techniques that I typically would not have done probably in my pedal kayak whenever I had the vibe. Um, And I think that it has allowed me to very much, like, hone my skills that I do have and learning off of like going out and fishing with Nick and seeing some of the stuff that he's done and everything uh, in regards to, like, I am the best there ever was. Yeah, I right? can, like I understand. I live with myself every day. Yeah. It's I'm sure it's difficult to carry around that, uh, that swing and sack you got between your legs there and everything, but uh, it's all fat, <laughs> but like it, you know, there is that thought of, I love that kayak so much, but 
the one time I took it out on the river this year, understandably PA this year has been super dry. I mean, like Keystone is easily, easily down 12 plus feet from whenever we, Uh, they draw that down. I mean, every year, but yeah, if it's not raining, they're going to draw down. even Yeah. Where it's like, I mean, Understandably, yes, I know they draw down, but it's it's 12 plus feet down from where it was in June, whenever the last time we went out there and fished and everything. Um, I was at Conneaut a couple times this year, and that lake is definitely down from where it was the first time to the second time I went out, which was, I think, July to September. Um, and I... I have looked, and again, like I said, Ben, you and I have talked about like trying to find a uh, a kayak that would suit me to be out on the river and out in the the smaller creeks that the the um, series does whenever they get in the tournaments in those areas. And the where I was going with that is like I'm looking on Facebook to try to maybe find something that's going to work, but that you know being out on the river. Uh, and my AP was not something I was very comfortable with the time I was out there because I honestly thought there were multiple times that I was going to high side that damn thing on a rock and I was going to roll it. Um, Unless so, you got an extra two grand to replace your fucking drive. Yeah, we're like, we're going <laughs> to sma- yeah, smash the drive off of something. So I'm still definitely in the market to try to find something that I can use out on the streams or out on the rivers or creeks. And one of the you know not it's definitely not a main reason because i'm not that good of a, a tournament angler um but one of the reasons that i've been looking for it is because i definitely do want to fish more tournaments this year and that's going to roll us into stuff with the series ben you've made changes and I don't know. Like, I know I asked you what your role is and you said tournament director. Um, I don't know if this was something that like you ultimately decided, but you made a lot of big changes to the upcoming season and kind of now is your open floor to let's talk about it. Like what all are you looking at doing with, uh, with the Keystone bath kayak series this year? Yeah, uh, great segue. Uh, I know, right? I sounded almost <laughs> professional there. He, he was doing air quotes when yeah. he said segue earlier. Yeah, and I've been drinking. I'm such a professional. As that question was going. So, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's uh, I I never take credit uh, for anything because I have uh, I have a good you know group of teammates and and Hansel uh, from Performance Kayak and. And we we all bounce ideas off of each other. And you, know, you, you can give a little bit more than that. Where is performance kayak and everything? Because I was going to definitely open uh, it up for you to talk about some of that stuff. So, okay. uh, so uh, Hansel, uh, you know, he runs performance kayak. He's out uh, in Brookville, uh, PA, and um, so he's you know our our lead sponsor for the series. Uh, he's a good dude. He's he's a buddy, um, and he just uh, you know. His passion is definitely. I I think he would agree with this if you know if he listened to this. His passion is definitely musky fishing, and and I can see why because musky fishing is freaking awesome, 
And, um, but, uh, yeah, he, uh, he supports everything we do and, uh, I, I bounce ideas off of him. And then I, you know, we have a good group of teammates, uh, Daniel Darrington, uh, Adam Dobbins Brent Heinrich, um, Nate Hall. All of, we have a- all of them are sticks too, by the way. That's what's so ridiculous. <laughs> are you saying sticks uh, or dicks? Stick. S T I C K S. Uh, if any of them are listening, I've only met a couple of you and it was for a brief period of time, but you are not dicks. You are all sticks because again, I've seen the majority of those guys handling those big checks that they have to take to the big banks to get them cashed. <laughs> yeah sure. we, we have a pretty uh we have a pretty awesome team and, and everybody's been around uh for a while you know we've all been to like national championships and done that deal and we've been on that that train and you know we're all pa guys and and just trying to you know we want to have fun we want to go out and fish but we want you know a series to to be uh representative of what we have to offer here uh in pa and you know Things all started. I don't know if you guys knew this, but like, you know, back in the day, there was a river bassin uh, was started by Drew Gregory. And obviously you guys kind of know where he's at now. And um, he's an Ohio guy and he, he ran river bassin and, and there was a ton of stuff through PA that he that he ran. Uh, and so he kind of kickstarted all that stuff. And um, ever since he stopped the river bassin, <clears throat> It, it hasn't been a thing in PA. Everybody runs the lakes and does all that stuff. And, and so we have some, some pretty, you know, dedicated, uh, river rats, uh, you know, want to be bringing somebody on to, uh, to help out and, and run, uh, the river side of stuff. Um, and, and, you know, he's, he's phenomenal and I'm not going to drop any names yet because once, uh, uh, you know, we're still not at that point yet. Uh, I want to, do it formally uh, through all the different venues that we have. Uh, maybe you guys can have him on a little bit later and uh, and talk straight river kayak fishing. Um, but uh, yeah, we got a, a lot of cool stuff coming up, and so we're adding this this river series that is going to kind of tie into now a lake series. We we kind of have been building up to this for the past couple of years. We haven't we we had lake events and river events all in one series and um it kind of brings out different you know types of fishermen you know river fishermen lake fishermen all that stuff and so we were you know bouncing ideas off of uh of each other and we kind of came up with this idea of, of having a separate lake series and having a separate river series and then bringing everybody together at the end of the year and running a, a two-day championship where everybody battles it out and one day is on a river and one day is on a lake to see who's the the best of the best. You know, you got to be good at a lake and a river. So, um, you know, that's kind of what we have. We have some dates that we're, we're working on right now, trying to get them finalized. Uh, but a lot of the lakes that you're going to see are going to be, uh, you know, central to Western PA lakes. Uh, we're trying to do them at different times to kind of get a different, uh, vibe of fishing on those lakes so we see you know there's a lot of other tournament trails and and we want to try and just do something different and 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 look at a different type of, of fishing on that lake at a different time of year and uh, we want to bring the the lakes and the rivers together 
And uh, I think it's going to be, you know, I'm pumped. I'm excited. We don't even have everything all ironed out, but it's super close to being done. And I'm already like pumped. Like I just want to start the next season, like right now and just start fishing. It is, uh, it's pretty awesome. It does sound pretty badass. I'm going to throw something at you, Ben. You don't have to take this if you don't want it, but let me just preface this by saying, have you, have you ever played golf before? I, know that I, I have you know, played golf before. I hate golf, but you know what I like about golf is the gals or guys, you know, we're, we're living in a very cosmopolitan area who come by with a cart full of beer and they give you beer. I don't fish tournaments, but what I'm saying is why don't you let me be that guy on a kayak with like a cooler beer and I can offer beers to the to the anglers competing for a nominal fee. Just beer. You, just you may have that's, found that's, a, uh, a nice little niche. I'm just trying to change the game a little bit. Like I'm just throwing it out there. Like I'll I'll be the beer kayak guy, just like there's the beer cart person. Yeah, see, as a golf. as a golfer, I get excited about the cart girl coming around. I don't think I would be excited about. Can you see me, stuff. motherfucker? I look like I'm the guy who should be bringing you beer. Yeah, like, but the beer guy. Yeah, because I'm gonna tell you a joke. I'm gonna tell you a great story, and you're like, man, because you know, come on, there ain't gonna be no cute gals coming by. And a kayak offering you beer. Yeah. We're, you know, the sport has evolved so much, but we're not there yet. Uh, I'm sorry to like completely heal what you're saying, Ben. It's awesome. I like uh, it. It's, it sounds, it sounds phenomenal. Like, cause I like it. Cause there is definitely a difference in lake and like river fishing. Uh, like I thought river fishing, yeah. but we it's hard to do. Like I do, we we lake a lot. We go to the lake a lot. I'll tell you why. Because any moment my job could call, you know, I, I'm a business owner, so I could get called and have to like just hightail it back to the ramp and go. I can't really do that on a river because I'm just I'm there. You know, once you're there, you're yeah. there. But that's that's kind of the magic of it, is that you're there in the moment and you're going as fast as the river can take you. Sure, you can you can paddle or paddle a little faster, but We've done river trips on the Kiski, which we've been the same trip have taken us seven hours or 11, 12 hours based on flow, <laughs> based on everything, yep. you know, so you just kind of have to, and you know, we'll, you lose track of time. It's just like you're in your own little world on the river. Um, you know, you're, oh, this is a good spot. Let's pull over and, and just like hit, hammer this area hard. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's cool that like you're kind of, deciphering between the two because it's a unique skill set to me for each one like small mouth on a river compared to large mouth in a lake two completely different things to me even though there's basically a very close species um just the way you fish for them it's totally and, and the environment is is so different that it, it's nice to be able to like okay let's let's give something there for the guys who have put in a lot of time and work in the rivers and guys who put a lot of time and, you know, dedication into the lakes because, you know, it, it's hard to be the best at both, I think. Um, so it, it definitely kind of leaves you to the point where, you know, who's who's the most well-rounded at the end? Yeah, I, I think that's kind of the uh, the goal in the, in the game plan. You know, we all recognize that, you know, to be a dedicated river guy, you know, you have a certain skill set and, it, and it's different. 
And, you know, some lakes we have have, you know, nice largemouth and smallmouth populations in it, but they don't fish like a river. Keystone, you know, Keystone Power Dam. Keystone Power Dam. KBD, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Now, now we're going to go there. And other than the Amish, <laughs> it's going to be like a thousand other people go into the one lake that we like to get yeah, to. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, it, it, here's my so, rule. If so the Amish funny. go there, I don't go there. That's my rule. Uh, Go fish on a fucking Sunday, but <laughs> we're worshiping. We're out worshiping the god of the fish. Yeah, so true, so true. <laughs> so one of the so this is like a a full disclosure kind of thing. Um, Greg has no clothes on right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, these beers, man, they just get me wild. Um, I. I knew nothing, like zero, about the Keystone Bass Kayak series until this past summer. Whenever I literally, I sent the link to Ben, or sorry, Ben to to Nick, yeah, that my neighbor sent me, and was like, "Hey, you might be interested in this. Take a look," and. Obviously, one of the biggest things for Nick and I is the fact that, you know, as Nick said, he maybe isn't as much of a thought of looking at, you know, tournament fishing as what I am. I definitely like the competitive side of it. If I, think- I could commit a whole year to it, and I know I could without, you know, working on the obligations, I think I would. Um, So maybe down the line, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, yeah. it's, it's, I know where you're going with this. Yeah, that it's, you know, it's, and it's not easy for me either. Like it's, and I'm not saying it's an easy thing to do anyway. And just in terms of having the time and the availability to go and do it. But one of the things that really turned me on to your series, and this is like kind of a twofold question here, or not even a question, but just a comment is that you allow motors, which the other bigger series that we have here for Western PA is the kayak anglers of Western Pennsylvania, which this is no, in no means bashing them whatsoever. Like they are a very well-run trail. I have fished in their trails before, uh, whenever I had my previous kayak, but what, and I guess here is the twofold aspect of this question is one, what is your how did you ultimately get involved with this like did you create this was this something that someone presented to you and secondly what made you or i don't say what made you but you know what was your mindset in regards to allowing motors in your system in your series yeah so i mean I guess, you know, when it comes to stuff like this, uh, you know, probably a lot of times it just kind of like things just fall into place. Um, you know, years back I had, um, joined the, uh, the performance team and, um, you know, we were, we were fishing. I was doing a lot of KBF stuff, uh, going down to, uh, championships and doing that stuff. And, uh, I had fished kayak anglers and I, I've been to many events for, for kayak anglers and, um, you know, fishing some national events and fishing some local events for me, the way that I like to fish 
uh, you know, motors were just kind of more, more my alley. And, you know, not that I wanted, you know, to, to have something that just fits my needs, but I think a lot of guys uh, were willing to, to accept the fact that, uh, you know, motors at first glance, you may think you have an advantage, but man, there are so many guys. I don't know if you've followed like the, the uh, kayak bass fishing at all, but there have been a lot of guys that have won national championships with a paddle and a, and a kayak, no motor, okay. no pedals. Drew, Drew yeah. Gregory. Like, yeah. So it's, it's not that. It's just another tool that, in the box at this. Yeah. And the yeah, thing it's, is, it's just, it's just how we've evolved, you know, as far as kayaks and it's not going away. There's no need yeah. to, to me. And I, and I can respect not having them, I guess, you know, but at the same time, like I, I'm what, Tops four miles an hour. Yeah, we're not we're not burning the lake. No, apart, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. rolled faster than Nick whenever I had my vibe. I could I could pedal faster than you could go across the lake with your motor right. full speed. It, it's not a, it's not speed and things like that. But it's it is it's how it's how the sport has evolved, and it's just well, it's not yeah, gonna, it's so- not going to go away. So you know, I think being inclusive of it is just more indicative of where it's going not where it's been and i understand like people say ah oh, well then it's not a kayak with a motor but you know it, so, it's a trolling motor it's you know we're yeah, not having massive so, outboards on there even even the electric motors you know what we're topping out maybe the fastest kayak out there maybe go six miles an hour maybe yeah so i mean like you know you can argue all you want but like if you look at the facts um you know there's just as many that have won with a paddle as have won with pedals as have won with a, with a motor. And even looking, you know, in our state, uh, I think it's important that, you know, I, from a personal perspective, I think that a paddle kayaker, a pedal kayaker and a motorized kayaker bring different skill sets to the table. I, I tend to think that someone who is more of a, a paddler, is a shallow water expert and that's their jam. And that's, that's where they're going to spend their day. That's how they're going to spend their tournament fishing, whether it's this shallow water over here, that shallow water over there, they, they fish shallow water. That's, that's where their comfort zone is. And whether, you know, you're a a peddler or you have a motorized kayak. What do you consider shallow water? Like up and feeding probably like what the, like like, uh, what depth? Shallow water, shallow water. I would, I would consider probably like eight foot or shallower. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So like if you could, if you could drop like a like a power pull anchor or like something like that, and it holds you in, you're right. in shallow water for me. Okay. And you know when I went back home for that trip with my paddle kayak, I just had an eight foot rod, you know, like a stick you could put yeah. in the scuppers. Yeah. And then just. Yeah, there's no need for anything else. You just stick it down to the mud when I was fishing for redfish and stuff like that, which is great, you know. And that's I'm I'm glad I started with a paddle. You know, it kind of led me to what I wanted to do. And one, yeah, there's certain times of year, especially like you know spawn and stuff like that. I want to go up shallow and and catch them while they are. But once it starts heating up, you know, I really enjoy those like kind of offshore grass lines. Um, so yep. that could be 10 to 15 foot of water sometimes here, you know, it seems like 15 foot's kind of like a lot of lakes around here is where the grass starts yeah. dissipating. Um, yep. but you know, it, 
having that motor to hold me in place there. You know, I, I think I mentioned it in episode one. I just, I hated dropping the manual anchor and having to lift up just to move yep. 15 feet just to try another section of that grass. Um, so it, it's more of, you know, it's it's not that you can't do it anything else, but it's more efficiency on my part. Yeah, I, you know, being, yeah. being efficient at what I like to do during certain types of year, you know? Yeah, I, I think, you know, if you put it all into, into perspective, what you choose to use as a kayak is more representative of how you like to fish. And so like, you know, I like a motor because I, you know, I will find myself shallow. I will find myself mid depth. I will find myself deep. I don't like to like pigeonhole myself into one category. I like to bounce between them. Sometimes that works great. And sometimes that messes me up because I get off, you know, the timing's off and I'm just not hitting it right. But that's how I like to fish. I like to fish all depths and, and, you know, some guys will stay up shallow and some guys will run and, and cover as much shoreline as possible. So I think having a, a, an option to use whatever vessel makes you the most efficient fisherman just adds to, to the, the tournament series as like, Hey, we're getting, you know, the best shallow water guys, the best deep water guys, we're getting everybody all together uh, at the same time. We're seeing what works best on these lakes. And I think that is, that's what makes it great because we could have more guys on the lake and they're just, everyone's just fishing different areas, doing different things. I don't want to just have all shallow water stuff. Did, were you always from the inception of the Keystone Bass kayak series from the inception? Did you allow motors or is it something you added in later? It, it started out as pedal drive. Um, okay because that was like the the mainstream and like motors weren't as available as they are now and as how soon long as it has became, it been going it's how long been is this... on it's been it, it's only been out for about four years okay um so you know it's uh it, it's changed a little bit each year because you know we just listen to everybody and if everybody's if there's a bunch of people saying hey we should do this and we think it's a good idea then heck yeah we're gonna do it like we're just so, whatever you guys think is a good idea. We're, we're, we're down with it. If, if that's, you know, like the general consensus and it's a good direction for us to go in, we just want to have something that, that everybody enjoys. And because at the end of the day, it's all about when the tournament's over and you get to talk to everybody and you get to, you know, BS with everybody, but Hey man, what were you doing? What were you doing? And like, it's like, sometimes it blows your mind what, what some guys were doing and where they were doing it and how it worked and you're like well that that's i was doing the same thing in this area and it totally didn't work at all i had to totally switch gears and do something different and so like that that camaraderie afterwards is what it's all about so did you get any pushback when the motors kind of came aboard i guess four years in you may not have but uh i know other trails might have got a little pushback yeah. like uh you know that's that's not really kayak fishing that kind of that kind of business no, you know what? We we didn't get any pushback. Um, nobody was like, you know, vocalizing any complaints. You might get a couple comments, uh, you know, here and there that are just like, oh, I don't know if I agree with that. But um, <clears throat> I think if anybody looks at any, you know, national trails, you know, it's it's filled with with everything. It's not. Oh yeah, just absolutely. Run, you run know, like the KB, KBFs and of the world, obviously <clears throat> they're they're allowing motors. You know, my thing, yeah. obviously, I. I have some fisher friends, you know, who, other than Greg, who, when I got the motorized kayak, why don't you just buy a boat? It's like, listen, 
yeah, I spent a lot on this damn kayak, you know, top to tail, six grand, but six grand for a boat. I'm not getting spot lock. You know, I'm getting something that I'm going to have to put a lot more money in the long run to yeah. do it. And then also solo launching and there's a lot, you know, storage. There's a lot more involved than just, why don't you get a boat? I know that's been beaten to death. Oh yeah. By a lot sure. of other people, but I still like to, you know, mention it, especially when I'm talking to guys like you who are on the front lines of kind of, you know, navigating what everybody wants to have when it's competitive, you know, what, with what you're doing, you know, in a competitive sport of fishing, instead of just going out there for fun, which is what I do, but you know, you see a whole different side of things. So it's just good to kind of see where people's mindsets are when it, when it comes to that kind of stuff and see how it's grown, I guess in the last, uh, you know, I guess five to 10 years when, when the motorized stuff really started to take, I guess, you know, honestly, when old town decided just to make a, just a, a boat that would, you know, the ones we have, you know, yeah, this yeah. is what it is. Yep. You don't add it on. This is not an add on. It comes this way. You know, this is not something yeah. you're, you're going to take it. I guess that was maybe three years ago or so I cast, they released it. It was like, well, holy shit. It, it's, it's here to stay. It's not, we're just retrofitting our other kayaks with, you know, five or six different other companies we have to buy and, and put a mounting plate and do this to get it, you know, uh, you know, front mounted trolling motor on or a rear mounted, whatever it is. Um, it's, it's here, man. It ain't going nowhere. So might as well embrace it to a certain extent. And, um, like you said, just allow people to use what they're comfortable with. And at the end of the day, the best angler is going to win. It's not, it's not yeah. necessarily about, you know, it's about, you know, preparation and it was a little bit about what you find on the water that day. Um, but I think very far down the line, it's about, Oh, the kayak you have. I don't think that's the top of how you win, you know, is you know, this is the kayak I won because of my kayak. No, not at all. And, and if anybody thinks that winners or losers, then, you know, you got to kind of re rethink about what your priorities are and where you stand as a person. Cause you know, there there's, there's guys out there. We, we, we've already, we've already beat it to death about talking to a couple different anglers on the national scene. who have gone out there with a paddle and, you know, you know, four to five rods and crush just absolutely mm -hmm. dominate. You know, it's, it's the right tool for the job. So why not just allow the tools to be used? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's, that's the deal. That's, you know, I told you that's, I'm not using my Titan 12 because, you know, every time I, I go out, the bona fide ends up being the tool for the job because, hey, a guy's like, hey, why don't you go use a, go buy a boat? That's fine. Your leg's drawn down. Your boat ramp is 12 foot under. I'll just drag my kayak. I'll go catch fish. You can't even get on the water. You right. know, like yeah. stuff like that. That's so right. like, you just have so many more options uh, with a kayak. And so, you you're picking a kayak that fits how you like to fish your comfort zone your obviously your budget zone and so there's so much stuff out there that's the best part about it i mean there's just you can go anywhere from you know 500 bucks you know up to you know going you know into a hobie and and going nuts on it and spending 10 grand on stuff yeah. like it's and I, just, I, yeah I, we don't have any problem with boats you know this is an all-encompassing podcast this isn't mm -hmm. kayaks versus boat shit yeah if i if i get a 
boatload of money in the next few years? Hell, I could have a boat. Am I getting rid of my kayak? Hell no. It's still going to be sitting in my garage because there are certain times where that kayak's going to outfish a boat. But like, there's other times where like, hey, Greg, let's just go fuck around together instead of like going yeah. to the lake and then going in different parts and, and then have a fun day, cooler beer, whatever, some sandwiches yep. and, and and fuck around on a boat. Can I? Yeah. I'm not doing it now. No, but like, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying I'm never gonna get a boat. Who the hell knows? <laughs> you know. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's there's definitely something to be said for like we we said right tool for the right job. Let's. Let's let people use what they're comfortable with. You know, you still have, there's still some parameters you've set up and it's still a kayak series. You know, it's not, it's not a boat series. You're not whipping down the lake at 50 miles an hour. um, Spot to spot. Right. So there's still, you still have to think about strategy and what you're going to do based on the speed and where you can get to and things of that nature. Yeah. It's, you know, like you said before, I mean, there are some people on pedal kayaks, man. They can go faster than than some of the motors. Yeah, they're going to be tired at the end of the day. I'm not tired, which is nice. That's what I like about it. You know, I'm going to use a motor and not be tired. I can just focus on fishing. I'm you fat know? as fuck, buddy. Like that, <laughs> I, I want that motor. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's it, it is what it is. But I think that's the most important thing is just you know making it available to everybody and anybody, and just trying to have some good buys of water. People can catch fish at the right times of the year. Have a lot of different things going on. I think, uh, I think that's the the main thing. That's what we try to do. We try not to mess it up too much. We probably make mistakes here and there, but um, you know, we try to make it as fun as possible for everybody. Uh, we'll have some better payouts for next year, and um, I, I was just we'll have gonna... some different sponsors. Yeah, we'll have some different sponsors coming on. Um, so yeah, we it's it's going to be. It's going to be cool. You know, I don't want to ruin, you know, the the intro of some of those sponsors, you know, whenever they uh, we roll them out on uh, social media and stuff. But like, yeah, we're, we got some stuff lined up. I think it's going to be our, our biggest year yet. And uh, it's exciting. So one of the a couple things, um, one in regards to the motor aspect and everything with kayak, have you has the series lost more people because of you allowing motors to come in or is it gained more people for you allowing motors to be utilized? No, I, I would say it's, it's, it's either stayed steady or gained. I don't think it's been a problem at all. I don't think we see just as many non motorized guys. I mean, I don't know if you guys know Nate Hall at all, but dude's, dude's a stick. He wins a lot of, freaking tournaments and he'll go out with a couple rods minimal stuff and he just paddles his new canoe like that's that's it like he just he runs and he paddles it like he'll paddle that thing upstream that dude is crazy man like he's just he's just a hardcore angler yeah skill know? skill wins at the end of the day yeah. like what we've talked yeah. about which is which is great you know um i i'm fucking awful I, I don't know. I'm not awful, but you know, no, comparatively I, to some of these other guys, yeah. you know, I'm not the same big, but great. Like they put the time and the work into it, but at the same time, they could use whatever the hell tool they want to use to to make it happen. To get there, and they've honed their craft. They've spent the time on it. You know, we're we talked about it in episode one, but uh, you know, me and 
you know, I was just been kind of like a random fun fisherman my whole life, started off in salt water and kind of migrated to bass. So I'm I'm still in the grand scheme of things, very new to bass fishing, you know, I, I guess uh, uh, four years in or so, uh, yeah, you know, we're both. And, and the last five years, the last two to three have been massive growth times for both of us, but it's still at the same time. Like, Hey man, these dudes have put the work into it. Like yeah. <laughs> let them use what they yeah. need to use. Cause these are the guys I also want to learn from, even if I don't compete, I, I'm competitive with myself. Me and Greg both right. are when we go out in the water even if it's not a tournament, like we're there to fish, you know, like, yeah, we, like, we dick around a lot, you but the back, same time, you backed, <laughs> on a, you backed out on a bet last time we were out though. I asked you for uh, a bet for more fish for the day. And you said, no, it's probably my last time out on the kayak. I think you son of a bitch. Like all <laughs> premises by saying like, you know, this, but like there's been many times where I'm just, I've I've schooled Greg. He was well, been out a lot, and he's like he's made a lot of strides. And I haven't like I started a business a year ago. I've been really like into that. Like I haven't been able to fish as much, so he's been crushing. And I'm just like, dude, I I need some practice, man. Like this is my practice day. Like I can't really make it a bet with you about how many fish because you'll probably you'll probably win a year ago. I would have taken that bet and said, let's double down on it. Like, let's get a little more action on this, you know, but <laughs> I, I just haven't been out this year as much. So it, it is, it is what it is, but yeah, it's a, uh, but we're, we're still very competitive, even if we're not, you know, yeah. you know so entrenched with the tournament scene uh, like you are, um, but it's something we're interested in. And, you know, that's why we're glad to, to have you on today because we can talk about it and, you know, we still kind of, we do see, you know, you mentioned um, the gentleman, Nate Hall, don't know the guy, but, you know, I'm, I follow all the pages. So I see the standings and I've seen his name pop up a fucking ton. So it's kind of cool to like <laughs> talk about these kind of things. Cause it's things that I do see um, when the trails are going on, you know, whether it's, it's your trail or uh, like, yeah, the the other best. Yeah. Keystone yeah, Anglers of Western Pennsylvania, yeah. which you, yeah, you like those guys in, Last year, correct? We yeah, both, we both got drawn on one of those like one dayers. And that's yeah. thing I did yeah. it was like, yep. and I, and I caught one, but it was like you know a solid you know nineteen and a half inch fish, but that was the only one I caught. But it was also in like early April, so um, yeah. you know it was it was one of those days. Um, Listen, like uh, early April, uh, if you guys are into some, uh, uh, want to try some big baits and. Uh, catch some big bass i have a uh, a spot in southwest uh pa that we can hit up in uh in april it's an invite you guys invited me on i feel like i have to invite you guys or something uh, i'm not so, gonna uh, say i'm not gonna say no to that yeah right so yeah. i'm, I'm we, uh, learning man and you're, you're somebody who i could learn from um so i i like i like doing that you know yeah. so I, and, I, and like the, the cool thing is uh hey uh boats can't get to this spot so they don't fish it and it's like money so it's it's uh it's awesome and worst case i'll just show you my skills of like delivering beers from a kayak so <laughs> in, case, in case you want to go that route you're like hey you, you, you sh- send me a ping on the fucking cell phone like i'm over here in this cove like ping, there i go I'm throwing a beer from across the lake i'm really disappointed because the last time 
uh, the last time we went out, I think I saved the video off of my GoPro, but uh, Nick did not bring any beers with him. So I had a couple beer, extra beers. I'm like, like the only time I'll fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. The only time he hasn't. And uh, I had a a kind of funny video of me doing like a drive by beering to Nick whenever we were out of Keystone the last time of me like cruising by with the old town, like tossing a beer to him and everything. But um, (laughs) it's, uh, you know, we brought up his name a couple times and actually uh, he followed the the podcast page today. So thank you very much, Nate. But um, that kid. So there it kind of like rolls into something else I was going to say with the tournament aspect as well, is that. That kid is definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm getting another beer. So yeah, that's what I'm asking him. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting more beers. Uh <laughs> Dude, that kid is a hammer. He yeah. wins a ton. He he took first overall for Angler of the Year with the the series, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. and what really amazed me most, and this is something that, like, obviously being a an enormous noob, whenever it comes to the tournament scene, is that I heard. Uh, you're talking about like post, you know, post tournament, like hanging out, like BSing with the guys, having some beers and everything. Is really? that I did not realize that a lot of these dudes will original. Um, they'll relaunch like a couple times through a tournament. Like oh, I heard yeah. him and Frank talking about that that day. Like. At the the uh our like quote unquote weigh in that we do, where it is um you know I heard them say like, oh yeah I thought I was fine and I saw you catch another fish so I was like oh damn I need to get like you know relaunch and get the boat back in the water in a different spot and go. I'm you know, understandably there's a difference in the rig that those guys are running versus the rig that I'm running and how much effort it takes for me to load, like unload launch load back up and everything, and then possibly go to a new place and launch. But like that, I mean, I don't want to say blew my mind, but like it kind of did blow my mind that like these guys are making like big moves mid tournament to get to another spot to fish. Yeah, I mean one of the, one of the most underutilized motor in a kayak tournament is the motor in your vehicle, and it's it's definitely something that you have to consider using because if you're on a lake that has multiple launches, it's the fastest way to go from one place to another. Lake and Arthur, like, which is where I fished yeah, with those you yeah. guys this year. So I mean, that's what like uh Pima tuning. I ended up winning Pima tuning and I was I launched three times. And the first two times I launched, I was paddling. The third time I launched, I was like, I need my motor because I haven't figured these fish out yet. I'm just gonna go cover water. And Can you imagine relaunching that's your what boat three times in a day. I'm too fucking lazy <laughs> for that. It's, it's, just, it's, it's just not gonna happen. Yeah, it just uh, sometimes it, it's like weird. It's uh, when it money's is, on the line, I guess I, maybe I would, but like now I'm just like, well, yeah, well, I don't, I don't. If know. it takes me an hour and a half, I'm not fucking getting to my truck back to under the ramp and all that shit. Well, like so, uh, like Arthur, there's a lot of launches, but also a lot of those launches. Uh, 
get you into similar water. So like if you if you feel like you've tapped out all the fish in a particular area and you're like, man, I they're just they're not gonna bite anymore. I have set the hook on every fish in this freaking area. They're like, hey, I'm gonna go to this area. It's the same thing. Maybe there's been less guys there. I'll go right. give it a shot. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't, but if you can do it real quick, which Nate is like you he's off the water and gone and you're like i just ate a sandwich like it's just uh he's ridiculous i mean it it totally makes sense with what you're doing you know if i go out just for to have a good time i pick a launch and if it sucks well i guess it fucking sucks and that's that's just that's just where i stick i'm gonna I'm going to throw the motor into like speed eight and then go as far as I can. And then once I think I'm too far from the launch, like, well, I guess that's it. It's just a shitty ass day. And it's just how yeah, it's going to be. It doesn't make sense. Like if you're, if you're not on them, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to go somewhere similar. You would go somewhere different and maybe try right. that. But like, if you're on them, then you're going to like, Oh, maybe that's the pattern. Maybe that's, that's the deal. And so you're going to try and like, you know, blow that pattern up and try to, see how how deep into it you can get and just start you know tanking on fish so right um, and, and some of my different. some of the lakes we fish a lot like we i've haven't really done pontooning i've so, never fished you up know, there actually keystone power cross creek and a couple others that i fish more often than not it doesn't really matter which launch because they're kind of yeah. the same yeah so you just yeah. kind of just go where you go and then it's up to you to get where you need to get and they're not as yeah. big either you know yeah, um, like a so so Cross Creek is like uh is my favorite place to go aside from Conneaut for yeah. big bass. It, it I, is, I like uh, Cross Creek. I I fish there. Like, you haven't been there. I haven't. Greg, been. Greg's up in Butler, so it's tougher for him. I'm closer yeah, to the city, yeah. so like it only takes me like 50 minutes to get to Cross Creek. Um, so I'll I'll yeah. do that more often. Other than the whole stupid like uh, Washington County fucking launch permit special yeah separate. special permit. yeah like that's the only thing yeah. that aggravates so, me i bought you a damn launch permit. I know you you still have hey, wait, wait. so like <laughs> so you can just go there with like 10 bucks in your pocket and if anybody stops you they'll just be just like if you have a permit and be like no i tried and then you can hand them ten dollars and i'm like okay I went there. So I'm gonna, I, I'm I haven't been go there, down there on my kayak and just roll around and ask for people if they have a permit. I had COVID two months ago. I was like, I went to Cross Creek because what else are you going to do when you had COVID? But I went to the other launch, that one that's like around the fucking bend in that other park where you have to like walk down the damn hill, not the main launch yep. there. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the huge hill. You went, you went to the complete. Yeah. You went to like the deep yeah. side. Yeah, it's the damn side. Um, but you can still get there with the easing from the other launch. But yeah, I've had some good days there for sure. Um, yeah. Good grass yeah, fishing I, lake. You know, I like to fish grass. and That's a good grass fishing lake. Yeah, so. it's it's definitely, it's it holds, uh, I mean, I, I've had at least five five bass over seven pounds there. And it's, it is. Where are your pictures of seven pound bass? I've got some four-ish oh, I, I pounders got, I got, there. I don't I, think I've got any seven pounders, but like. I've had some good lucks like late summer. I don't go there enough, but like in evenings um, and they're fucking busting up on schooling bait fish and stuff like that, where you're just yeah. waiting for it to pop off. And then you're just yeah. following the noise and going and throwing shit on top of them and they're crushing shit. Yeah. So it's, it's a, uh, it's a heavily fished 
uh, tournament lake for all the locals. Yeah, they do, uh, yeah. They do a lot of. I don't. Uh, I try not to go there during the weekends, to be honest, because yeah. it's it's not a big lake and it's just fucking smashed with boats during the weekend. Yeah, and so that's you know if you you have to throw some weird stuff there to 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 get bites sometimes when you get late season because they've seen everything and they got right. their mouth is just like jacked with hooks. Uh, but early season, that's that's uh, yeah, early season there. There's a there's a special deal that happens um, that uh, you can capitalize on, and you, yeah, you can you can I, lay into some like four to six pounders. Like I think I've only like been the there time. late season, like summer and late season for whatever reason. Yeah. It's just the Early time season. I've been, and but I still have had luck. But like I said, I'm a downsized guy, so like I'll I'll bring yeah. out like the BFS type stuff. And, yep. um, yeah. and I, I think that's probably why I've had luck there, you know? Yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, that, it, that makes perfect sense actually. Uh, it, it's there. always been, it's always been hit or miss there too. Like maybe I'll get two or three or I'll just be smashing them on like downsized stuff. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Early season, you can get away with throwing like big obnoxious stuff because they, they just get like, you know, they had the off season, they had the winter to like not, remember shit and then right. all of a sudden it's you know springtime it's april it's march it's may and they're like oh i'll have to remember that yeah, i want to go hit it yeah, yeah we, definitely, we definitely have to remember that for uh this coming season yeah, um, they're they're uh they're, it's good stuff so kind of since we've talked about like a handful of other lakes and everything um i know you and i had conversation about it previously have you gotten things figured out with what lakes and river like where the tournament uh where the tournament sessions are going to be at uh we pretty much have things figured out we we have dates to play with um and sometimes the dates will uh make us go back and and change uh, a body of water but for the most part uh, I want to say the Lake Series is pretty good. The River Series is, yeah, it's, I mean, they're both pretty good. We, um, the River Series is going to bounce around, um, around the state to kind of give you some of the primo bodies of water to be fishing that's moving water. Um, and the Lake Series is going to be more geared towards, you know, central to western PA just because, you know, if, if you look west of the Susquehanna, you know, we'll just use Susquehanna as a, as a measure point, Harrisburg, all right? So you're west of Harrisburg. In terms of good lakes, if you run 79, all your good lakes are off of 79. I mean, there's just – that's where most of your lakes are going to encompass is that area. So we're, we're kind of saying more on the western side of things. Uh, okay. But the river series – the river series is going to bounce around a little bit. We'll be out towards Harrisburg. Um We'll come back towards um, the Yakagini. We'll be up towards the Clarion, Junietta. We'll be kind of bouncing around a little bit, but I don't want to. I don't want to get too crazy because whenever uh, when we uh, announce, uh, you know, who's going to be taking care of the River Series uh, here, uh, we'll we'll let him kind of take the reins on that, and I don't want to steal any of his uh, his thunder. Okay, well, we'll we'll have some private uh, messages back and forth to uh to get him on here, and if we need to, we'll bring you back on here as well for uh a little like pre-series uh 
promo, I guess, of uh, what to expect for the the coming season and everything. So, um, so I don't know how much in regards to podcasts that you listen to, um, with things in regards to kayak fishing and everything. And this isn't necessarily obviously geared towards kayak fishing. Um, but maybe more tournament fishing. Yeah. More so for tournament fishing. Um, what is kind of like, you know, what's your stance in regards to forward facing sonar, live target, pan optics? Uh, you know, is it something that you think is, like I will give here. I'll. Like, I will let, give, let, let me ask a question that's going to make Ben a bunch of enemies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I will give you my perspective on it in terms of you, bass kayak series. I hate you now. Yeah. I hate I you so, so much. much. It's it's a very expensive tool, and if, in my opinion, um, and this kind of ties into like my hunting lifestyle as well, is that the more tools I have in my tool belt that will get me to finish the job that I set out to do, whether it is catch as many fish or as a many big fish as I can, or in regards to hunting with having a ton of trail cameras out and, you know, scouting and spending a shit ton of time in the woods um, something that I haven't done this year because I just yeah, I was about to say, really where the hell is my yeah. yeah, I just don't really care too much about hunting Don't anymore, bitch. unfortunately. But um, you know, it's something that just allows you that ability to maximize your potential on the water. So where you know, where do you stand in regards to that? Is it something that you wish was not in tournaments is it something that you think like yeah if i had the extra you know three thousand dollars to spend to put one of those systems in my kayak i 100 percent would or you know what's your what's your feeling on it all right so i'm gonna take a couple different angles here um one uh i have one and it's awesome and what do you uh, what do you run so I, I run Lorance, so I have an active target. Okay. And um will you give us it, a loan? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when we go out in April, I'm gonna fire the active target up. I'm not gonna, gonna follow your there. ass anyway. <laughs> and, 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 and we're gonna and we're gonna we're gonna fight like, these I'm fish. Gonna, I'm gonna fight Rick all your shit. Like uh Worm's been catching fish. That's where I'm gonna go. I'm going to throw right underneath your goddamn boat. And that's just how it's going <laughs> to well, go. But guess well, what? Well, I'm going to give you a beer and we're going to, we're going to be friends because of it. Even though you're like this son of a bitch. <laughs> it's all good. You you guys catch him. I'll drink the beer. It's all good. Um, Perfect. You can be our guy. Yeah. It, yeah it'll, it'll we don't, be, we like, don't uh, pay though. <laughs> we pay with beer. That's yeah, exactly. Beer exactly. <laughs> uh, it, it'll, it'll be like uh fishing on the elk. Uh, when you guys go there tomorrow, it'll be shoulder God, to shoulder. Yeah. Uh, uh, I but, didn't know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, not to change it anything. But uh, but yeah, so listen, uh, you know, it, it gives you an advantage. There are some of the, you know, some of the glide baits that I'll throw or some of the bigger swim baits that I'll throw. I, I can't, yeah, I can fish them blindly and probably still catch fish, but it definitely makes you a more effective fisherman because now you can see how fish react 
to what's what's coming at them. You know what so I mean? That, that's my biggest thing with it. And hearing other people talk about it is what you just said is one of the main reasons why I feel like if I did happen to stumble upon an extra couple thousand dollars where I would very, very much debate on putting one in my kayak for that reason right there is that you are seeing how they react to what you are throwing versus actually utilizing it to try to find the fish to throw at. Yeah. So let me give you a little backstory, not to like deter, but like, but it kind of, it, it ties into, into it a little bit, uh, but isn't like, you know, a defining point. So I was pre-fishing Conneaut before our, our championship. We had a, our two day championship. We were on the Allegheny day one, Conneaut day two. I felt pretty comfortable with Conneaut, but I, I, I don't fish Conneaut a lot. Like I, I will be on it when I see the weather is like ideal. I'm going on it for, because you can get on a really awesome flipping bite on Conneaut and you can get on an awesome jerkbait bite early season and late season. And so like, those are the bites I, I tend to just look for because I like that. It's fun. And so I went out and I pre-fished Conneaut and I was trying to find schools of perch that were just like balled up and, and ready to go and, and all that stuff. And you I mean, the, you mean the pictures that I sent you on my uh, graph whenever I was up there last time? <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> um, so, yeah, so that you, so what you saw, yeah, that was probably all, all perch, uh, what you found, but that, that balling, you know, you don't want to see a horizontal, uh, fish you want to see a vertical school of fish when you're looking for fish on your fish finder because that tells you that they're getting pushed in and so when they're getting pushed in that means that there are bigger predators around them and so that's what you're looking for and so i was i was going through using my motor through conneaut and just kind of going to some of the key spots that i always go to just to see if there's fish there the bait fish were there but they were spread out they weren't really being fed upon so I didn't really have any interest with, with those fish. And then I, I came across uh, this little school of, of fish that were, it was in 30 foot of water. These fish were in 25 foot of water and they were bait balled all the way up to 15 foot. So it, it might've been one of the biggest bait balls I've seen uh, on that lake. And so I, that was with side scan. I could see it down scan. I could see it. And so then I sat there. I spot locked, I turned on the, uh, the active target and I'm throwing at these bait fish and, and I'm throwing different stuff down, trying some different reaction baits and I can't get these things to go. So, you know, I pull out my go-to, uh, on that lake just because I've never thrown it in this scenario. And as soon as I throw it in, it wait, sinks wait, down. Your, until I, you, you, you don't have to, but you can just make a gruff if I get this correctly. It's a, I'm pretty sure our conversations have been one of your favorite baits to throw on that lake is a chatter bait. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. If you're yeah. not, if you're not throwing it, if you're not throwing it, now there's going to be the entire 22 <laughs> people listening to this <laughs> next week. When it's the weather's nice. Everywhere. Yeah. Throw a damn jack hammer on Connie. Yeah. So yeah. like, yeah, but I mean, there are some nuances that I, that I do that, that make it a little bit different. So like, I, I feel yeah. comfortable saying, yeah, yeah. I'm so not I, going I on that podcast. That's all the bitches yeah. going to tell the secrets. Yeah. And I yeah, can't catch so, no fish because all my secrets are <laughs> fucking yeah, giving bait, out. Bait and spot burning everywhere. Yeah. Just dropping juice. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so it, I, I pulled out and, and I drop it down. And uh, that same day I'm fishing, there's a, there's a boat tournament. 
and it's like a there's maybe 10 12 boats out there and they're they're close to where i'm at but they're not on the school of fish that i'm on and so i drop it down i set the hook i knew it was a big fish and first i thought it might have been a big pike but then the way it was it was pulling back and then as soon as i saw it i knew it was a big bass so i get it out wait real quick it's five and a half pounds i'm like all right this is i'm good i saw some other fish around this squad uh, of, of bait fish. And I was like, maybe we're good here, but I'm also trying not to get, like give it away because these guys are tournament fishing like real close to me and they're in boats. And so noticed, unfortunately it's very easy for a kayak to get pushed out of the spot. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm like, I'm trying to, you know, I want to try and I'm pre-fishing, but at the same time too, I knew how far I was about two weeks ahead of the tournament. And I knew that whatever this bite was, was probably going to die off and not be existent on tournament day. Mm-hmm. So like mentally, I was just like, you know what the heck with it. We're, we're going to exhaust this. We're going to see what happens here. I want to, I want to play this one out and just see what happens. And uh, so then the next cast in again, it sinks down to about 10 foot. I get bit pulled in it's a six pounder i'm like oh my god i'm like that this is ridiculous but i this one i pull up next to the side of the kayak i'm looking around one of the boaters is getting close to me within like talking distance <laughs> and of course and yeah and, and he's like what you doing there bud <laughs> you're catching bass and i'm like i got the bass on the other side of the kayak and he's musky. On, on the musky yeah, Just on the other side. musky yeah so i was like oh i was like <laughs> These pike, man, they're hitting everything. Everything I throw there is all pike. And he's like, oh man. He goes, Yeah, we're we got a bass tournament. I'm trying to catch trying to catch some bass. This is you pretty good over here. I said, Yeah, man, I I don't know what to say. Bass like what the fuck yeah. are you doing here? Yeah. 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 I was like, man, these these pike, man, they're just they're 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 messing me up. And he's like, Oh, okay. And so he kind of like pulls off a little bit. I was like, Oh my god. I'm like, I just escaped that one. And uh <laughs> I, I had this fish next to the kayak still sitting in my net. And so I, my, uh, my paddle is on that side and it has like the, the length on it. And so I just kind of hold the fish up to it because I'm not trying to hold this fish up because these guys are watching me. I'm like, yeah. shit, you know, I don't, you know, th- there's no other way to do this. And so I, I measure it. It goes 22 and a half. I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, all right, we're just letting them go. And I throw back in again. It goes all the way down to the bottom. I don't get bit. I'm like, ah, oh, man. I throw it again. I throw it a couple more times. I'm not getting bit. I'm like, ah. Oh. I was like, there were definitely some more archers around here. I don't know if I if I spooked them. You know, what's going on here? So I changed my trailer on the same on the same jackhammer uh, just to slow it down a little bit. I was like, maybe I'm going down too fast. So I slow it down a little bit. I go down about halfway where I was getting bit before. And then I, I decided just to kind of like give a couple jerks and, and pulled away where I was getting bit before. And then all of a sudden my rod just keels over and I'm like, Oh my God, I got another one. I lay into it. Oh my God. This is bigger than the other ones. The, the Way bigger. I'm not making any noise. I'm just keeping it quiet. I look around. The boaters aren't paying attention. They're doing their thing. I get this thing up. I put it next. I put it in the net next to the uh, the paddle. It was somewhere between twenty three and twenty four inches. Jesus. And yeah, 
I was like, oh my God, I just found them. And so then I'm like, I, I can't not weigh this thing. I was like, I have to like find a way to secretly weigh this thing without these guys being like dicks about it. You know what I mean? So I, I keep it in the net. I get my, my scale ready. And I'm like, I stand up like I'm trying to take a piss. And I'm like pretending like I'm taking a pit. You know how you can like the black that guy's got a big old hog. Yeah. 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 So, like, so you, you got that, like center pod like in the middle. And that's I'm like I squatting down. Like that's where I'm gonna take a piss, but I was secretly like dragged the fish. I mean, I look at him, but it's it's like over the side of the kayak, and I'm letting it like dang in like the hole of the kayak, and then I like pick it up so its tail is just barely like hanging out of the water, and it was like a little bit over eight pounds. I was like, oh my god, oh my god. I was like, old bastard. Yeah, like oh my god. I was like, so I like I tried to snap a picture. I don't know if it's great, but then I just like let it go and escape through like the center hole of my my kayak. And just let him go back down. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I think I did that without anybody seeing me. But I was like, but if there's anybody in a house along the shore, they're probably like, what the hell is this guy doing out there? <laughs> like squatting on his freaking kayak. Trying to Connie, that's a party, it. man. Yeah. It is. It is. But, but yeah. So that was using forward-facing sonar. And I could watch that stuff happen. Uh, I Maybe I could have caught one of those fish, maybe two of those fish. I don't think I would have caught all those fish if I didn't have it. You know what I you just did, what right? You just got Greg in a doghouse because he's going to go out and spend oh, fucking two uh, And I was going to be like, what the fuck is your problem, man? It, it, believe me, it was not just this conversation. It's It has definitely been something. I, I sent Nick a... Uh, a screenshot. I'll, like, I'll just tell you this. A few months I, ago. I go to Vegas in two weeks. If I come back good, there might be a damn um, forward face of sonar on that kind of season. If I come back bad, there might not be a motor in that kayak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, so so it, it has the ability to, to impact, you know, how you fish. As far as like tournaments go, here's the problem. Like, if you're going to limit that, I look at like limiting forward facing sonar as a monetary deal. Like, hey, if you want to limit it, it's because like you probably don't want to buy it or you can't afford to buy it. And that's fine. Like, I get that. That's cool. But if we're going to limit monetary input into like your kayak fishing gear, where do we stop? Like, what value do we put on? Like how much money are you allowed to put into your kayak slash gear slash I mean, accessories? It, you know it what depends. I mean? Yeah, like it that stuff greatly depends on like it's a hundred percent what's your ROI. Like, is it worth you spending twenty five hundred dollars to get uh it's still know. a fucking hobby for all of us. Yeah, Even yeah. If you make a yeah. little bit of money. Yeah. So it's it's how far you want to take any hobby. Yeah. Like there's yeah. there's dudes like we we touched on golf like I don't like golf but like there's dudes who will spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on a round you know uh, on a certain course or whatever yeah. and spend thousands of dollars on their clubs and, and you know it's, this and that and we all have our thing so it's it depends on how much you want to invest in that hobby and whatever that is is up to you you know we're you know I guess if if you're looking at this as a career move 
at least at our age, I don't know how old you are, Ben, but like you're you're probably already behind the eight ball. So yeah, right. Yeah, you're not you're not looking at this to to make yeah. a, a job out of it. It's it's purely like my my deal is like I have a passion for understanding like what's going on. Right. And, and, and if you and, and, it, and if it if it helps you and what you do and you enjoy it and it's worth your dollar, then far be it for anybody else to say what the hell are you doing with that thing? Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I I might get one one day. It's not it's it's not beyond me. Even if I don't ever fish a damn tournament ever, ever, I still might get one because if it makes my free time out on the water more enjoyable and just more interactive and where I want to be with it, then sure. Why the hell not? Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it's yeah. it's what I decide to do with my free time, my my you know extra money that that's what i want to do with it It, it's hard it's something where it's like you know what do you what do you value your free time at and everything like how many guys like ben you live on a lake or you have a camp on a lake that has a ton of pleasure boaters a ton of guys that have I'm not talking like high end, like, you know, Triton and Phoenix bass boats, even though I'm sure there are some of those out there, but like you have a lot of the guys that probably have a decent amount of money spending their, their boat that they take out on Connie to go fishing where they're never going to do anything, but go out on Connie and go fishing. Like they're never going to win money from a tournament. Like they just want to, they have bought their rig to allow them to potentially have as much fun as possible fishing and doing something they enjoy and love to do in a set period of time. And if that means I spend a little bit extra money to make that set period of time that much more enjoyable, like if you're cool with doing it, then a hundred percent do it. But it also in terms of tournament and like, if you are, you know, (laughs) I'm not saying like older guys don't go and win tournaments or anything like we all know that's not the case. But like if you're a 25 year old dude who has a kayak and wants to go and fish bat like fish bash tour fish bass tournaments. Spit it out, bud. Yeah. You can do it. I can get there. (laughs) That like if they want to invest seven, eight thousand dollars in their kayak because they know they can go and fish every weekend for four five straight months and have the potential of winning 300 to a thousand dollars every time then like yeah it's it's worth them to be able to have like have that on their rig and fish and everything yeah that i agree and and i I would even go as far as saying you know if it didn't win you any money it look the the learning curve that it that it eliminates is astronomical i mean uh, you know, I'd fished glide baits and big baits before. Um, and then when I got the active target, it kind of opened my eyes to like what was actually happening. Cause you can only speculate. Like if you don't, if you don't get a follower, if you don't get a fish to come up and you don't see it, you don't know what's happening. You're like, Oh, maybe they just, they're just sitting there or maybe there's no fish there. Maybe it's nothing is happening. And now you're like looking at it you're like, Oh, he came up, he checked it out. Is it too big? Do I need to downsize? Is it too small? Do I need to go bigger? Do I need to change color? Do I need to change cadence? Do I need to do something different that makes this guy go from a follower to like I'm biting this thing? You know what I mean? On, so, on the other, like 
I don't know if I would say it's really devil's advocate, but I've also heard of people saying it can be a time suck because you know the oh, fish are there sure. now and they're just not in a feeding mood, but you might spend too much time. Yeah, you know, just just yeah, plug away. Bait after bait absolutely. after bait, and they're just not to that point of the day, not to that point of the season, not to that point of anything to where you're gonna you're gonna catch them and you should be moving on, but you're not because yeah, you I mean, know they're there. Yeah. And and so yeah, you know they're there, and uh you're also in a kayak, so like you're not moving too far, you know what I mean? Right. So yeah, there are times where I have you know, we at the very beginning of the episode, you're like, oh, what makes you suck? Like, yeah. This makes me suck because sometimes time management freaking sucks. It's hard to to figure out like how much time you should spend on a group of fish. Like what if I spend time on these fish that are offshore that nobody is catching, nobody is fishing for, nobody knows they're there, everybody's up shallow. And you might have a a couple windows during the day to catch them. You're just not there in that window of time where they're feeding. So, but you're still going to plug away. Or there could be another school of fish um, a couple hundred yards away that are just within that window, you know? That, yeah. That's just how I how I look at it. But at the same time, like, hey, shit, I'm I, – I, I bet you at some point I'll probably have some sort of forward-facing sonar. It ain't going to yeah. be next week. Could it be next year? Potentially. Yeah. I don't I, know. I foresee you know, for something for me that I probably will have – this coming well you just gotta wait for me to buy it and then you get jealous of it and you buy it because that's just how (laughs) that's just how our our fishing relationship goes yeah kind of it's it's true (laughs) so just just hope for that big win uh a couple weeks yeah yeah. i get that big win and i then i have like 360 and the fucking garmin live scope all at once and i'm just like have dropping like 17 different <laughs> freaking things off the side of the kayak <laughs> well, well i mean uh, yeah, i don't listen, know what these things do but like you guys are gonna you guys are gonna go up and trout fish tomorrow you're gonna yeah. you're gonna be fishing for for trout that you can visibly see right so maybe like yeah you basically you basically are active target you know you can see what you're trying to catch and you can see how they react to it or they just like a robocop scenario like yeah yeah (laughs) i think i think this sounds like i have more experience than you doing this so i'm a guide now because i'm a three thousand dollar piece of equipment so right hand it over buddy (laughs) yeah so like that's that's the deal no, I, I appreciate we appreciate your input on it. You know, it, it, a lot of people talk about it, but it's just good to hear from, I guess, a local aspect too, rather than just hearing the dudes who, you know, the pros, the the real the real pros out there who do it for a living. You know, just hearing on a local yeah. trail, you've got yeah. it. You know, you're. I don't know if you're in the majority who have it on a local trail aspect, but you know, it's seeing how it's helped you well, and things like so- that. I, I will add this. I don't use it in tournaments. Okay. I was going to, so I'm glad you said that because actually that was going to be my question. Do you use it it's for like, pre-fishing now? Like, like how often, often yeah, yeah. If, so if I can, how often if are I can, you using it? If I am fishing a body of water that I have no idea. Like no I would think, yeah, that's what I would think. Like pre-fishing, that would be the jam. Like that's where I yeah. want it more than anything else. Cause at least I can target those fish pre-fishing and then i kind of have a more of an idea 
of what yeah, I'm going to yeah. do during the tournament. Yep. Well, it, and it, it depends on where you're at and what time of year. So like if, right. if you know, I, I do feel like I tend to float a little bit deeper than most people. And uh, so like if I, if it's the time of year where I feel like the fish are going to be deeper and there's uh, a chance to catch them deeper, uh, then I might use it for pre-fishing uh, just to kind of check and see. Uh, because I can I can find the fish just as easy with down or side imaging. Like that's not a problem. It's right. just that when you put the the live on, now you can see how they react. But it doesn't right. mean that you you can't just you know kind of play around with different things. Because realistically, usually if you just throw a drop shot, uh, yeah, you're probably going to catch that fish anyway. Like it's not, um, you know, that's not a secret. But it it's when you're trying to fish for like suspended fish. Uh, that are way up off the bottom. Um, it's like a super player, but that's that doesn't really play. And a whole that's lot. that's why I see like me and Greg going that route because I yeah. think we both started out as kind of bank beaters, even though we were do, using different techniques, and we have kind of started moving more and more offshore as we learn more about you know just the dynamics and, and the nature of fish in different seasons and stuff like that. And, and you know, especially, you know, you go out during the damn summer and there's a the, the pleasure fishermen who don't put as much time into it. They're just gravitating to the bank. So you have all this other area to yourself that if you can learn how to fish it, you're going to have a lot more success than absolutely you know, the guys who just go out three times a year and they're just going to gravitate yep. to the lit. You know, I know you like flipping laydowns and shit like that, but like that's why I like doing like the deeper offshore grass and stuff like yeah. that because I just feel like they're just not pressured as much. No, and, and all of our bodies of water are fairly pressured yeah, around here, very, very. Um, pressured. But at the same time, like you find you can find part, you know, certain areas in those bodies of water that are less pressured where those fish live um, a, a good portion of the year. You know, where they're not yeah. getting thrown lures fucking just you know from sun up to sundown 100 so you know that's how and i and that's what i've done is i'm I'm trying to become a better offshore angler because you just don't see it as much um i guess in this area as you do with just the bank beaters so like that's that's where i want to learn the most about that's where i want to put my time and effort into because i think i'm going to catch more fish if i just keep getting better at, at that skill because it's just there's just less people doing it yeah yeah, and I think that's that's good. That, that goes in line with like also, you know, learning your electronics and learning how to properly read. Oh, there's things. a lot to it. Yeah, yeah there's a, there's a lot. Just, of, you, you know, know, it's not just one thing, obviously, but you know, you just get incrementally better. Yeah, at certain aspects. You know, Which, whether it's your electronics, whether it's your you know your bait selection, just positioning your boat. The yeah. right way that there's a lot to that too, you know, yeah. just positioning the right way, you know, you can yeah. catch a lot more fish just with that. And I think that Absolutely. technique for you and I has been very much, you know, we've looked at that more so in that area because we have the rigs that are capable of right. allowing us to fish. And that's really, that's, that's the reason why I, I kind of like, I don't know if it's putting the cart before the horse, but like I bought the rig to try to get better at that because. I could stick and not get blown around. Yeah. I have like, okay, yeah. th- this is where I want to see. And, you know, I, I've spent a lot of time, especially this summer after upgrading my electronics, trying to get better at reading that. And then like marking waypoints of things that I see and then like circling back around and fishing those waypoints thoroughly. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's that's key. It's definitely again. It it just ultimately it comes back to that main thing of looking at it as it's another tool in your tool belt. You continue you continue to use it because it makes you better. And whether it's you know electronics, your rig, your gear, you know whatever the case may be, it just is something that allows you to catch more fish and have more fun out on the water and possibly win more money being out on that water. So. And the thing is, the more you're on the water, the more beer you can drink. Yeah. As long as you bring beer. <laughs> um, so transitioning. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> as, as to be expected, uh, you know, first guest and things are, this is rolling. Like, this is exactly what we wanted this podcast to be. Uh, we are pushing very close into that two hour mark, though. So, uh, we're going to start like kind of winding things down. I guess we're definitely not doing a short form podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We have, <laughs> we have completely, <laughs> been great. Yeah. you know, we, we uh, we're, Greg's going. We have some kind of rapid fire questions. We're going to try to wrap it up a little bit with you, Ben. Okay. Um, All right. But cool. it's been, phenomenal glad to uh have you know met you over the podcast and i talked to greg a little bit um hopefully we can do some fishing maybe uh you know sooner than later uh so i can meet you in person and uh you know i appreciate all the advice and the insight you've given and some of the uh you know telling us about your trail and things like that because it, it is interesting to me you know greg had sent me that stuff for the uh the bass series the keystone bass series so i i was excited that you got on the podcast and were able to do this with us, especially for episode two. Obviously we're trying to grow it. And I, I think, um, you know, I think we were just talking and like bullshit the other day, like, you know, we'll, we'll probably be the, the best podcast in Western Pennsylvania for bass fishing. <laughs> He's like, yeah, cause I don't think there is another one. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's fucking the point. Yeah, there, there is so, you know, although, you know, maybe down the line, we get some people from outside the region listening, but uh, you know, I'm hoping that other people from our area listen and we can get some other guests, you know, such as yourself that are really in tune with what we're doing in Western PA. It's not, it's not, maybe not the Mecca of um, fishing, but we have a lot to offer that I think a lot of people don't realize Um, that we were talking about in episode one that, you know, we can bass fish half the year and trout fish the other half the year. There's not a lot of places around the country. You can do that. It's, um yeah. yeah it's just small mouth yeah, large right, mouth right there's a, head you have so much variety and then if you even want to get a massive florida strain bass where you're catching 10 12 pound you know all the time but the thing is like you have so much there's a lot to offer that most people don't realize so we're lucky to live where we live and to be able to appreciate the outdoors and that's what we're kind of bringing to this and we appreciate you but we're, we're going to kind of do a little wrap up session with some rapid fire questions. I'll let Greg kind of start it out. Yep. All right. Um, so we'll have to figure out obviously some kind of like cool name for these uh, next five questions that we have here for you. Um, and something <laughs> again, we're going to be asking uh, all of our guests uh, moving forward. So question number one is, you are heading to the lake to fish, whether it's a short little trip to Conneaut from your camp or you're heading somewhere to do a tournament. What are you listening to on your drive to the lake? Oh man. Uh, I'm definitely uh, going to be listening to Spotify. 
and uh, I will probably have on my heavy metal mix. So you're you're trying to get yourself Dang all it. pumped up and ready to roll. Yeah, Dang it'll it. be uh, like Metallica, Slayer, you know, uh, uh, you know, Rob Zombie kind of deal. Yeah, I'm definitely getting ready to go. Dig it. We all right. We like it. Got to get it. Got to get, uh, you know, wake up with some caffeine and some aggression. Yes, absolutely. So the next one, <clears throat> Sheets order. What are you ordering at Sheets? Uh, uh man. Uh, before mm-hmm. tournament or after tournament? Oh, fuck your your choice, buddy. Where do you when do you normally go? Before or after? Uh, pre tournament. Pre tournament is a chicken sandwich with an egg on top, so it feels like breakfast. But yeah. I'm good to go for the rest of the day. Post tournament, uh, two hot dogs for one dollar. <laughs> My man. My man. Do you uh do you eat whenever you're out on the water? Like, do you take food with you, like tournament, even just fun fishing? Or do you just, you're like, all right, I'm going to eat my breakfast. I'm going to hopefully take a poop before I have to get out on the water. And then I'm good to go for the day. Yeah, I eat breakfast and then I take uh, hydration uh, on the water and that's it. I just hydrate and then I eat afterwards and all is good. Gotcha. Okay. Uh Number three. Uh, Number three. Yeah, I'm actually very curious what your answer is going to be with this because of I have an idea. Conversations we've had, but also stuff that you have said. I have an idea. Um, before hold on, wait, wait, wait. We have to do something because we're asking our guests this, but we did not answer these type of questions for ourselves Who gives in the first shit? episode. Nobody cares about us. I oh, just hold on. What are you listening to on your drive to the lake? I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I listen to all. It, it'd be a podcast one day. And it'd be just some random shit, like just shuffle. But there, there's always one particular song I listen to driving to the lake. Okay. Um, because you know I listen to crazy fucking like I'll go from like podcast to like death metal and everything in between. But um, there's a song by a country artist, the old dude from fucking Texas, and it's called "The Five Pound Bass" by Robert Keane. So like, <laughs> it's a song all about bass fishing. So like, before I get there, I gotta pop it on. Because it's just like, okay, this is what I'm doing, you know? It's like, I got to listen to it. Um, Sheets order, honestly, I'm like the same as Ben. Like, I do the chicken. Um, Sometimes I get on a biscuit, sometimes I get on a croissant. But I put an egg on top because then it feels like breakfast if you got an egg on top. If you don't put the fucking egg. If you don't put the egg, it might as well be lunch or dinner. But you put the egg, it's automatically breakfast. So I'm with you there, man, for sure. And then it's, it's a little more filling because... You know, they're bacon. It's like the tiniest little sliver of fucking bacon. But, like, you get a chicken, and it, like, it feels like you got a little bit more protein. <laughs> and uh, grease. Oh, yeah, yeah, and grease, for sure. Grease. Um, so, for me, I would say, and we're only going to answer these just between Nick and I this one time. And then after that, too bad. If you want to hear what our answers are, you're going to have to go back. And I heard your music episode. on the way back from the bar. It's pretty awful. Uh, uh <laughs> For me, if I am heading to the lake, um, it definitely is probably going to be a fishing podcast of some variety. But for the majority of the time, uh, I am listening to some like heavy metal screamo uh, type stuff. So, you know, that kind of background is where I came from through my uh, early 20s. And it has definitely stuck. Sheets order. Um Going to the lake for me is typically an energy drink and a cliff bar. Um, 
actually i'm trying to get less fat so i've been like more of that that side of things but yeah. like i said last episode i normally get a few of them like pre-packaged like for kids like pb and j again i got her out I'm not, uh, fine yeah because you get heartburn i yeah, can so fucking I get it I'm still, I'm still salty that they don't fucking have it no uh, i haven't found it but that's so it's not really an order ahead of time it's more so like what i'm picking however if it is post fishing uh as my last sheets trip post uh post fishing was the sheets in conneaut was a uh mto of the italian variety i i normally book it back home like i bring food like whatever they have at sheets like i'll get a breakfast but then i'll get a sandwich for the water and then when i'm done i come back home like i don't i don't stop again see i just get the food and i just book it back home anyway so yeah. i'm like driving with my knee and all normally it's like the, you know, the all safe and chicken everything. wrap or something this is take this is supposed to be rapid fire. This is far from rapid. Well, yeah, it never is rapid fire. Okay. So if you uh question number three. Important one here. This very, is a, this is a yeah. very important one. Doesn't matter where you're going, if you are going out on a any body of water and you can only take one rod and one bait, what are you taking? Now the caveat is you're allowed to replenish that bait if you lose it. Okay. But it's only, uh, but that's like, a, imagine a box of that same bait and that same uh, rod, gosh. that same reel. So, uh, can I do seasonal? You can do right. whatever you want, but you can only choose right. one. So, so it's got, it, it can be something that you would fish all year round or your favorite one that you would like if this is what you could catch fish on year round this is what i would use like it, it's so completely up to you with that but you can only select one and it's got to be one rod one reel one lure bar nine right. so so i'm gonna do one a and one b uh I'm gonna that go sounds with, like two that sounds uh, like two ben that that's actually a one <laughs> that's one um <laughs> uh, so if I could, my English isn't so good when I say just one. Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. Says, uh, he says one A and one B, like getting around you know, boss, the whole one aspect boss. of it. Uh, but go ahead, so, go ahead. I mean, I I would throw a glide bait. I love throwing glide baits. Uh, they don't always get bit because in, in PA, the water clarity just always it, it's not always like where it needs to be for it to be the most effective lure. If I can throw it, I'll throw it. If I can't throw a glide bait, I am what's your 100%. favorite? What's your favorite glide bait? Uh, my favorite glide bait right now, um, is probably a Gancraft Jointed Claw One Seventy Eight. God damn it! Yeah, I don't even know what the hell. Look at this last week, Nick. They were awesome. You should have saw them. I'm sure. They, uh, I'm sure. So the price is is decent for a. Uh, for a glide bait and it's a pretty good bait fish uh imitation depending where you get them from you can get them in like a perch color which is like ideal you get them in a perch color call it a day because that looks like a bluegill too like you're good to go um but um yeah so that's my favorite one to throw i have bigger ones that i throw on some of the local lakes around here in southwest pa but they're not uh they're they're more trout uh oriented it just kind of depends on the on the season, but that's my day in and day out favorite one to throw. Uh, if the water clarity isn't good, I'm throwing a, uh, a jackhammer 
I mean, if I have those two baits, send me off. I'm good to go. Like I will catch fish somewhere. So just both moving baits, nothing, uh, nothing slow or anything, huh? No, I'm, I'm, I'm finding fish that are ready to eat and I'll, I'll base my, my pattern for the day off of fish that are, you know, ready to bite. And then I can kind of break it down after that. But, uh, I like to, I like to move and, and cover different water and kind of see, you know, I like to figure out more, more what's going on in that body water than just like, Oh, I just caught a fish here. I'll keep catching fish here. Like it, that's what kind of drives me. I like to figure out what's going on. What do you think I'm going to say, Greg? Really? Drop, drop. Swim, no. Swim Senko. He's got it. Swim Senko. I can do uh, everything with it. I can do everything uh, with it. I can fucking swim it. I can fucking pitch it. I can do everything with that fucking bait. Yeah. If uh, And it just flat out catches fish for from beginner to expert. Like You can just fucking catch fish with it. I mean, and if you're going to ask me what, like what I want to have fun on, it's not going to be this answer, but it can be fun depending on the setup you're using is it, it. I mean, I said it in the first episode, it caught me the most fish this year. It's going to be a drop shot. I don't care. I fish drop shot faster than what you're typically supposed to, but I catch a fast shot. I fish fast shot. I catch a (laughs) ton of fish on that speed shot (laughs) and it caught me my second biggest largemouth of the year actually i caught my biggest bass of the year on a day it was nothing like it was about four i guess i didn't weigh it that one it it was you know i the old uh margarita mutilator robo worms uh, kind of my go-to um fucking purple man i don't know what it is yeah, either that or the morning dawn. Like those are the two that I care. Which are basically both purple. Yeah, <laughs> but darker. One's lighter. just more like, you know, holographic, like you yeah. know, clear, and one's just darker. You yeah. know, and then it's just that's that's really the only. I think I have another one like the Aaron's morning dawn or something like that that has like some some green pumpkin in it. But yeah, those those two. That's all I fucking need for drop shot. Uh, that's beautiful yeah yeah okay so number four we're almost we're almost uh wrapping up here do you, have a, do you have a favorite fishing professional so that could be a you know a pro fisherman or really anybody who's well known in the industry uh ooh, all right I got a couple. Let me uh, let me think. Let me uh, let me iron it, could it down. Be, it here. could be a. It could be just a podcaster. It could be some just somebody who who's your go to. <clears throat> you listen to or you watch, whether that's YouTube podcast, whatever, or it, just you know social media, if, whatever. If there's one guy that I could probably listen to the most. <clears throat> not that we even necessarily fish the same because we don't, but I, I just I could listen to him. Uh, he's a northern guy, uh, Seth Fighter. Man, yeah, that dude's great, I, mainly yeah, because I, of his haircut and mustache. Yeah, I don't like, <laughs> but I don't, I don't know does, what it is, man. But like, he does I could just keep listening to him. He does kick ass in the grass, and I like to fish grass, so like, I, I watch Seth Fighter a lot, and he just fucking he crushes too. But like, you know, younger dude. But you know, he looks like fucking my pawpaw or some shit. You know, like <laughs> I like the dude. So like I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's something that like he, a lot of the fishing he does is very similar to like what you see on Conneaut and a couple other uh, kettle lakes that we have in, in in PA, and it's like it resonates and it makes sense. Well, yeah, he's and, a northern uh, guy, you know. So yeah, a lot of these dudes are from Texas and Florida and shit. You know, yeah, I'm I'm you know I'm originally from the south, but I fish up here, so like some of his lakes watching his stuff resonate more with what we do here. So I, I, I'm right there with you, man. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I dig it. Is that your answer for that question too? That's that that absolutely. Well, if it's a pro then, then yeah, mainly because of the mustache. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And also the way he fishes, but mostly because of the mustache. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to sound very like, you know, you're gonna say Kevin Van Dam, aren't no, you? No, I'm, I'm gonna say Jacob Wheeler because the dude just I like Jacob Wheeler. He just is able to. He has. He's not a a one trick pony, which I mean, basically none of the anglers are now any day nowadays anyway. So, but he just is able to catch fish every place he goes. Like it definitely just seems well, that he's way. He's a total fucking numbers guy. That's why he's in fucking MLS. Well, there's, there's yeah. that he can, yeah. he can catch big fish, but like they're switching MLS we talk now. numbers versus big fish. Yeah. Before like that dude can catch numbers more than anybody. Yeah. Like he can just find schools and I just think, bust them up. I just think that's something it has to do with is that the whenever we started getting into the whole like deep cranking setups and everything is around the same time that those guys were fishing up at Cayuga up in New York at the Finger Lakes. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he crushed with like a DT 16 where I'm like, Jacob Wheeler's fishing deep. And so am I, I know what the hell I'm doing. This is awesome. (laughs) But yeah, he, uh, he just, I mean, dude just is a is a stick and it, you know, uh referring back to some other podcasts and stuff I listened to, it definitely seems like dudes rolling out of that Tennessee Valley area are definitely fucking hammers at this point anymore. Yeah, um, it's it, that area is just like uh you got the rivers and you got the these these awesome lakes that that form with the the dams in that river and and it's all like yeah, it's all one huge massive system, you know. Yeah. But yeah. they just they just know where to where to take him down. But like that, like you're saying, that dude was just up in New York. Um, he he didn't win up in New York. It was um, what was the other Connell one up in New yeah, York? Yeah, yeah. So yep. But like those dudes are, you know, what <laughs> he was fishing like your yeah. fucking drop shot the whole time. I think he was like. They were making fun of each other, like, dude, what do you got? Like fucking six drop shot rods. On, yeah, it was six seven, like seven, eight, rods on, like, seven or eight spinning rods just sitting on yeah, the deck of his so, boat. Like, was, like, Wheeler was like, What are you doing? All you're throwing is spin rods this entire time. Right, right. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh this is it. Last one. Last question. Uh-oh. Before yeah. we wrap up this this extra long, I mean I, I we don't know how long these episodes are gonna be, but guess yeah. we're just new. We're I guess just rolling it. I guess it's yeah, gonna be but, a long form podcast. Yeah, but uh, it is what it is. So our last question is if you had what would be considered a quote unquote dream fishing trip, where would it be and what would you be fishing for? Uh, I mean, I guess man. those go hand dun, dun, those go hand uh, in hand, but yeah. So so I I have to go largemouth because I feel like in 
where we're at, like with Erie, we have tank smallmouth. Like we have, we have that here. Like I, I know. Like, all right, let's go catch some tank but smallmouth. We're also saying money's no object. You can go wherever in the entire sure. world you want to go. Yep. Um, El Salto for largemouth. That's where I'm okay. going. Absolutely, I want to go as south as possible. I want giant strain largemouth. Like I want to go somewhere where I can throw like a 15 inch glide bait and freaking just pull in absolute giants. That's what I okay. want. Okay, fair, fair. Okay. All right. Are you saying what I'm gonna say? The same thing? What we already have kind of pre-planned or not? Uh, so if not fuck you. You know, I. Nick can go ahead and give his answer with this, and then I we we have intentions of booking unless something gets fucked up with me and Greg and a few other people going up to Alaska, um, just doing the Alaska experience, fly fishing for uh, salmon and major massive rainbow trout, and you know dolly bar right next railings. to yeah. fucking yeah. grizzly bears, you know that whole oh, just thing a- out. Being out in the wild, like, uh, you know, yes, absolutely. Would I want to go and catch some big yeah. largemouth? Yeah, but, like, it's just – I think it's the experience factor um, in yeah. addition to the fish itself. It's it's where you are. It's something you probably can't do yearly. Could I – Yeah. Could I schedule a uh, largemouth trip to, you know, even, you know, Mexico or Florida or, you know – pork or somewhere like that you know in texas and yeah probably so you know but alaska is not something i could probably do every year and you know it's something we're trying to do in two years (laughs) we have a tentative two-year plan yep to uh you know go to a lodge and get that whole experience so that's that's going to be it for me um there's there's also some other places around the country you know chile and um south america have some great Trout areas, and I think it's more for the entire experience more than it is the fish. Yeah, you yeah. know, it, it's it's good. it's it's where you're going to be, just as much as the fish you're going to catch. Yeah, um, yeah, I dig that. So, because of the fact of uh, fly fishing has definitely been more in my life than what uh, bass fishing has. Um, now, granted, like going down on the Amazon and fishing for peacock bass and ripping big ass top. You can still get do that in Florida. Yeah. And they, you can you can take like crocodile crocodile, the fucking yeah. drug that makes you eat other people. Yeah. And fish for peacock yep. bass um, on a on a flight from Southwest Airlines tomorrow. If yeah, you know exactly. That's why it's dead like so it's um <laughs> So this actually kind of stems from uh, my wife and I used to watch uh, River Monsters on Animal Planet, oh, yeah. with, uh, Jeremy Wade and everything. And yep. because of fly fishing, one of the trips that uh, I don't believe he fly fished for them, um, but I know a lot of people do, is going to like Siberia and fishing for Taman. Uh, oh man. Can I change my like, mind? I agree with you. That is, uh, <laughs> uh, that sounds freaking awesome. Yeah, I mean, catching like super aggressive, basically like strains of rainbow trout, if I'm not mistaken, um, and then being absolutely large and like living with like tribes in the Mongol and everything, and like staying in yurts and seeing, you know, 
bus, uh, musk ox and bison or whatever, actually just musk ox, sorry. Uh, and just doing that whole experience like that, that definitely seems pretty, pretty badass to me. So do they sell beer yeah. there? I'm sure, I'm sure they probably sell beer. There. Okay, just, it's uh, it's like alcoholic uh, yak milk or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. It's been fermented for like fucking two years. <laughs> it tastes awful, but I'm really drunk. Yeah, one sip, I'm out. Um, That is awesome. Yeah. So, Ben, that wraps up our rapid fire questions that we have. And that is actually going to less than rapid fire questions. Yeah, less than rapid fire, which that's exactly what they're supposed to be. Um, so that is going to wrap up our second episode. And dude, I literally cannot thank you enough for coming on here. You you still left some cliffhangers in regards to the series, <laughs> uh, which whatever, that's fine. Um, but I I truly, truly, truly cannot thank you enough for uh coming on here and you know bullshit with us for the last two hours, basically. Yeah, I agree. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's been, not a problem. It's been real. Not a problem. Listen, um, the uh like I said before, the invite is out there. You guys invited me on uh April. I got a lake we can go on. Uh, if you guys want to go steelhead fishing, uh, I am always down for some uh, some steelhead fishing too. Uh, I will be all going right. So around. tomorrow morning, six thirty a.m. here. Yeah. Meet you there. Uh, yeah. Listen, I can't make lesson plans that fast. Like, there's no way it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, the kids don't need to learn. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, you and I already talked about that. I definitely would like to get up to Erie with you and uh, do some steelhead fishing and everything. But um, thank you very much. Is there anyone you want to give a quick shout out to in regards to uh, sponsorship or help through, you know, everything you've done with uh, the series and everything? Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely shout out to uh, to Hansel and, and Performance Kayak. Uh, you know, he's been, uh, you know, a good buddy and, you know, just supported everything uh, that I have to, to say or do and and uh man he he is the busiest man i know he is so busy and he still runs all this stuff and it is awesome uh so shout out to him and um you know it, it's just that's that's awesome shout out to uh to limestone bait company man they support us through last season if you get listen you guys trout fish limestone bait company i don't know if you guys know about them but dude they got eggs that are phenomenal. Like if you trout fish, you trout fish with eggs, you need to check them out. That should they be their slogan, food. Limestone Bait Company. We got eggs. We got <laughs> eggs, man. We got <laughs> eggs. Listen, he is an avid, avid trout fisherman. Um, and I think I'm pretty sure he was up in uh, Erie uh, the other day. He goes in New York for salmon. He catches like 35-pound salmon up there with his eggs. He, dude, his baits are just phenomenal. And just to throw this in there, I know you guys drop shot. His drop shot baits are pretty ridiculous. So just kind of throwing that out there. Um, but, yeah, they have supported us through this year. And uh, he's he's an awesome. And so if you can check them out, check them out. Nice. Awesome, man. Well, thank you very much for. I yeah, definitely uh, appreciate it. Yeah. Can't, again, can't thank you enough. Um, so that's going to wrap us up for uh, the second episode of the Rod Bend and Bastards. Um, as per normal, you, uh, if you don't mind, 
liking, subscribing, throwing some comments, and uh, you can find us on all the normal uh, podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, I think it is. and uh, Google Podcasts is being kind of a bitch right now, so maybe it's not there, <laughs> but it's definitely on Spotify. It's definitely on Apple Podcasts. Um, Anchor FM, Anchor.fm, you know, that's that's the primary platform, but uh, all the all the other major ones are there. So really Spotify and Apple, if you can't find us there, then fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ben, go ahead and go make your lesson plans. Thank you very much for your time. Yeah, man. We'll we'll talk to you later, man. Have a good night, buddy.